Welcome to episode 100 of the Think Deeper podcast. We are incredibly excited. And to be honest, fellas, did you think we'd actually make it to this episode? To I, episode I, 100 I know years Jack ago. probably didn't because he'd had some, <laughs> some failed runs some before, some, some, some starts and finishes. Yeah, yeah. A lot harder when you're on your own. Shout out to these guys for uh, carrying it to 100. I, I will say 100 is, I didn't see that coming. I did not either, uh, to be honest with you. I thought, hey, more time we get to spend together, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. But no, I had no idea that we would actually make the episode 100. It would mean nothing without you. And so to our listeners and to those who are watching right now, the deep um, thinkers. to the deep thinkers, yep. we are incredibly, incredibly grateful for you sticking with us and listening to us and, and hearing our hot takes and, and our cold takes and some things that... Um, giving feedback. Giving feedback yeah. and everything else. So we're very, very grateful. Now... We are live, actually. We're all in the same place for those that are watching on our Patreon. Uh, if you are interested, as we always say, make sure to check out our Patreon, Focus Plus. Um, if you go to focuspress.org backslash plus, then you can watch us in this small little office uh, in at the uh, church building that we attend. But we just got done with Wednesday night. Will taught a great class, and so we thought this is a perfect time to come celebrate it. We celebrated downstairs with our family, and we wanted to celebrate with you and just to be here. And so we had a Q&A episode planned. Um we got some great questions, some really, really good questions from you guys. We're very grateful for that. We're, we're tackling a tough task here with this 100th episode. Yes. 100 questions in 100 minutes. Going to be gonna be tough, especially if you're a longtime listener, then you know that getting our answers on anything quickly is, is not very likely. In fact, yep. shout out, I've got my brother here. If you're watching, he's in the background running our cameras. So Thanks. shout out to Reese. When I first told Reese that this is what we were going to be doing, he said, uh, yeah, there's no way that y'all are going to be able to do that. So <laughs> Challenge um, accepted. Yeah, we're here Sorry. to prove Reese wrong. So 100 questions in 100 minutes. And we got a lot of questions that don't or didn't make the cut. And Could the not reason, be answered in one minute. I was going to say the reason is we can't answer it in one minute, but they are great episode topics. So we will be vi- visiting, revisiting a lot of those. So if we didn't get to your question here, uh, rest assured, we, we plan on getting to your question at some time in the future. But we thought it was worthy enough to not answer in one minute, but to actually maybe do an entire episode on or do a Q&A episode that hopefully we have coming up in the future. But with that, fellas, any other things we want to get into? I think we're ready to roll. We're ready to roll. We'll start that timer. 100, 100 minutes, 100 questions. Reese is manning the timer and go. All right. Fellas, I'm going to start us off here. And the way we're doing it, sorry, stop the timer. <laughs> Just so everybody great start. knows. Great yes, start. Great start. Just so everybody knows, I'm going to ask questions. And Will and Jack are going to answer. And then Jack's going to answer, uh, ask a question. Me and Will are going to answer. And then Will will ask and me and Jack will answer. And that's how we're going to do it. We don't have time for all three of us to answer these questions. And so we decided we'd split it 33, 33, and 33. And the 100th, I think, is just going to be a very fun question uh, for all of us to answer. Hopefully, we will That's a very serious one. I'm taking it very seriously. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we may have to. No, yeah, never mind. You'll see when we get there. You'll see when we get there. But anyway, with that, I think we're ready to start the timer now that it's been explained. Reese, go for it. So my first question to you, fellas, is what's the biggest doctrinal shift you've made since becoming a Christian? Go for it, Jack. Uh, Yeah, I put down theological maximalism, which is just the idea of you can't just leave things out in the open like topicals, issues. Uh, You kind of stay away from issues. No, go into the issues. Get the scriptures into the issues. You know, like unity on a thin level is not what we were built for. I'd say for me, um, I don't have a fancy name for it like theological maximalism, but I think when I got baptized and became a Christian, I, I was very like, everything is 100% black and white. It's this way, it's this way. In the Bible, there a lot of that is in the Bible as far as black and white. It is this way, and it's not this way. Sure. 
I think the biggest shift I've made is that, no, there are some things that are left open for debate. There are some things that, you know, everybody always says you can go to the Bible for every single question and you can, but you're not always going to come away with a crystal clear answer on every single thing. And that's, that's difficult to, to accept, but that's definitely something that I did not know when I became a Christian. So that's a great answer. Great uh-huh. answer. On to the next one. Jack, on the next one. Up. What is your hottest sports take? I'll go first on this one. I've made this one pretty clear. LeBron James is far better than Michael Jordan. And that's that's not a hot take for me, but for a lot of people, that's a, that's a pretty hot take. So. probably just had like 20% turn it off. Yeah, a lot of people yeah, turn exactly. it off. I'm sorry. What? Sorry the truth hurts. It's not really. Yeah. I can't control it. Joe? Um, football is overrated. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a bad take. Oh, football Joe. is overrated. Uh, Cold a, take. That's a, such a Joe take. Yeah, a 10-second ten uh, second play, wait around for 45 seconds. 10 second oh wait no offside no there goes a flag another five second play guy runs right into his uh his own <laughs> his own teammate falls fumbles the ball i mean uh, to me yeah it's it is a it's just overrated Joe, you're over one so far it's man. not that oh, it's bad one. i watch it i watch football I'll, I'll cheer um as hard as it is for the broncos however i do think that it's overrated okay all right i want to keep rolling my first question who is on your mount rushmore of musical icons Musical icons, Mount Rushmore, Joe. That's you. <laughs> okay, I got the Beatles. I got Bob Dylan, Elvis, and it's not that I'm the biggest fan of those two. And it's icons, yeah. but it's icons. I feel like they have shaped music, as did Mozart. <laughs> Mozart, Mister. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, put a monocle on when you say that. One. Come on now, <laughs> come on. Trying Mozart to show everybody is great. Up. If you're if musical, musical icons, icon and Mozart, I don't think I've ever been used in the same sense. Well, oh, I, hey, I grew up with a Mozart poster on my wall. <laughs> no doubt, <laughs> Jack. What's your no answer? Uh, I had the Beatles, Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, and Michael Jackson. So. Guys, I'm sorry see, to say oh, this. Taylor right? Swift is going to be on that list at some point. No, she's not. Especially I just don't when see she marries the Chiefs guy. Yeah, oh, the please, Chiefs no. guy. All right, Joe, you're up. I see Michael Jackson maybe making the Michael list. Michael Jackson's got to be on the list. Uh, yeah, but above Mozart? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're king of the world for a day. What one change are you making? I, I didn't know how to take it serious or uh, funny. A serious, you just outlaw abortion. Funny, I'd have my face carved on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> As a fifth or remove somebody? No, I just right next to him. Like, oh, squeeze okay. me. Oh, in. I, I would love for you to actually have to decide who you'd remove. I figured, it must, so for mine, I figured outlaw abortion was kind of like, yes, of course. So I also put, figure out a way to completely eliminate voter fraud. That drives me nuts mm. that we can't trust elections and such. But as far as a funny, I put ordering steak past medium is a misdemeanor. Nice. Is nice. Nice. <laughs> Cosign. Yeah, but yeah, if you continue to do it, it, it ramps up for sure. All right, Jack, what you got? All right. Uh, my thing would scroll. Uh, what's one thing you admire about each of your co-hosts? Okay. That's a good one. Pump my tires a little bit. Yeah, here, Jack's Thanks. wanting to hear what we think about. I was going to say, no, I, I didn't realize that you, I was not going to get to answer this. I'm not like fishing here. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, so I'll start with Joe. What I had for Joe, what I admire most about him is his insane work ethic, first of all. Um, guy works more than just about anybody I know. And then his compassion and care for people. Uh-huh. Certainly something that I need to work on. He chose on two. Joe. I'm going to look like a jerk. Sorry. Yeah, I have two. <laughs> work ethic and compassion. And then for Jack, I had... It's, you know, I, I, you, I can't admire his just intellect enough. It's just his brain. I wish I had it. But also, Jack, your willingness to change positions on things, I think, yeah. is very admirable. You know, it can be that. very easy for somebody to just get staunchly implanted into a position but, and not come off of it. But you're willing to, to change on things, so. Well, the what's one thing you <laughs> Sorry, I, yeah. I, um, I answered that one. I don't know about you. But, no, um, I did have your knowledge, actually. And the reason why is there are... People that don't that aren't around Jack don't understand. 
If you ask him a question, not only has he already thought about it, he already has a detailed understanding and explanation for why he thinks that. And, and can he's communicate thought, it. Can communicate it, and he's thought of every other take along the way. <laughs> and this is on almost any subject. That this is, is not a joke. You could ask about women's water polo, and he's got some take on it. It is unbelievable. And so, yes, I've always appreciated about you. Don't, don't to, ask me about that. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do, if anybody remembers the sports show. Joke, stu- I know, minute. I know. Stump the Schwab. Um... We want a jack to go on Stump the Schwab because I literally think he could have done it when it came to sports, but so Impressive. many other things. Impressive. So I have that, and, and it's really your voracious, not just the knowledge, but your desire to know. Will I have your determination? Because you just decided to do the 70 hard challenge or whatever, and it's like, you just do it. And yeah. you've done that on multiple things where I'm like, you're doing what? Yeah. You can't be serious. And not only are you serious, you're like, we're going to do another one, which makes me look really bad. But I have your I appreciate determination. It. I appreciate so it. It's good stuff. Man. All right. My number two. What is your all-time favorite movie? Is first. it me? Okay. That's right. I have, and it's a cleaned up version, Goodwill Hunting. Yep. I, I could have predicted yeah. that. Yeah. I, I love I, that movie. I don't know what Jax is. Jingle all the way. You gotta be kidding. I'm not kidding. That that cannot be your favorite. I love it. It was a couple of Christmases ago. We were watching it, and I turned to Allison. I'm like, "This is my favorite movie." I'm not a big movie guy. Every year, I I look forward to that. (laughs) Man, I laugh my head off. I send my family 50 gifts of Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love that movie. That is funny. Didn't see that one coming. That is good stuff. That's the best part of the year. All right, my turn. Most hated athlete and why? In one minute. Uh, I dodged this and didn't go athlete. My most hated sports person is Nick Saban. Oh, really? Can I, I get think, a reason real quick? I, I think he is obnoxious. I think it's pretty well documented. He cheats. Um, just talk about people another turn, Talk about people turning this podcast off. Yeah, you're yeah, you're angering yeah, a lot of people. At I, the come at me with it. I can't stand Nick Saban. I thought the funniest thing in the world was when they beat Texas for the national title and they gave him the Gatorade bath and hit him in the head with the cooler. <laughs> About that. I gotta watch that on YouTube. All right, mine is uh, mine is Kevin Durant. I think he's oh, uh, really not Tom Brady. Not Brady. Nope. Man. It's got to say it's Kevin Durant. Just very, very Mister Thin Skin. Wine is a lot. Yeah, I can't say people say anything negative about him. So. Yep, it's a good one. All right, back to me. Uh, what's your favorite verse? First Corinthians nine twenty four. Uh, Paul, do not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Kind of ties into the, I guess, the determination point you made a second ago, but it's kind of like run the race or don't, and run it to win. And I love athletics, and so that one is, I don't know, motivating for me. I have an off the beaten path one, um, which is Micah seven seven through ten. But as for me, I'll watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the Lord of my salvation. My God will hear me. Do not rejoice over me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against Him. Until He pleads my case and executes justice for me, He will bring me out to the light. And I will see his righteousness. Then my enemy will see, and shame will cover her who said to me, Where is the Lord your God? My eyes will look on her. At that time she will be trampled down like mire of the streets. I love that because it's him saying, Even though I have sinned, even though I'm not a good guy, God's still on my side. He's he's still my warrior fighting for me. So I've always loved um, Micah 7. That's definitely not Philippians 4.13. No. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. So. All right. Do you get to have dinner with one Old Testament and one New Testament character? Who would it be? What you got? Okay. I have, getting to it right now, I have David, uh, King David, which is kind of a no-brainer, but I just feel like, how many stories could a guy tell? And I have Paul, which is also a no-brainer, but once again, how many stories could he tell? Just, what was it like to write this letter? Or, or did we have any letters that we don't see in the Bible? Like any letters you wrote that, not obviously that aren't inspired if they were, they would have been there. It's not a canon issue, but just to know, like, what else? You know, I'd love to get his take on the modern church. 
Uh, I have Abraham. Always been a big Abraham guy. I think I've talked about it on the show before. And then John. Um, I'm going to one-up Paul because John, as we're teaching through Revelation, saw some insane stuff, but also walked with Jesus. Paul didn't get to do that. True. And so uh, I, I think John would have multiple really interesting things to talk about. It's a great one. Good stuff. It's a great one. Okay. What book have you read that's changed your life? And do not say the Bible, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm out of order here. Uh, Will, go ahead. All right. So I've shouted this book out before, Point Man by Steve Farrar. Oh, that's right. Just a great book. Uh, it's one of those, I read it when I was 15 or 16. It was one of those books my dad said, you will read this before you leave the house. Um, and I'm glad he did. It definitely woke me up as like, yeah, I can't just be messing around as a you know young teenager. I have to be getting ready myself ready for marriage. I have to be getting myself ready for kids. And really kind of opened my eyes to just how big a deal that was. Not that I didn't know, but reading that book was like, wow, yeah, this is a really big deal. So I would say, obviously, other than the Bible, that would be it. Point Man, Steve Farrar, great read. It's on my shelf. I'll have to get to it. Uh, mine is a political theory book called The Machiavellians by James Burnham. And I read it in 2020 when like a lot of things were shaking up and it was like what's going on in the world and yeah I, it's really influenced a lot of what i've written the last few years a lot of my personal changes um can't go into it all right now in one minute but uh fascinating book fascinating the book. machiavellian yeah machiavellians machiavellians yeah. okay um check that out as long as people of our intellect were lower than jacks could understand it. yeah that's, <laughs> that's what exactly i'm a little worried it. about no, how do you spell no, machiavellians I... <laughs> we might start with that you'd find it very interesting it's really good um okay there's a good one what are your co-hosts most most wrong about okay um oh boy I was struggling with this one for Joe until he said football's overrated that's very very <laughs> wrong no Joe this is I just pulled this out of thin air because I thought about this Joe your take that you can't do a budget on a self-employed income dead wrong Dead wrong. Me and Joe disagree about that yeah. for sure. It's not that you can't. It's infinitely harder uh, when you, you don't know how much do money it. is coming You can in. still do it. And then Jack, your your sense of style is just is just totally <laughs> off. Not just your sense of style, but your your position that style doesn't matter. I would also say is just completely off base. Fair enough. I couldn't. I mean, full disclosure, I couldn't find anything like ultra serious that. The three of us disagree that I disagree with on. That's so. one of the problems. That's what that I, I went think, with. Yeah. That's one of the problems that I think people have with this podcast. Like, do you guys ever disagree? Like. Uh, Halloween, and that's, that's been a bad no, I thought been, about that. You're trick or treating. They don't like my white socks, so yeah, not with uh, black church shoes, church shoes yeah, no and thanks. shorts. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I have Will. Country music is just terrible. I knew that. It's just bad. That's that's like, predictable. It, yeah, it, it's not good. Um, and then for Jack, you actually, I don't think you like the world of therapy like at all. <laughs> and I'm a therapist, and so it's kind of like. Yeah, that we probably disagree on how that goes. So I think we, yeah, that would be what you're most wrong about is that. But the problem is, I agree with you on a lot of your takes, therapy-wise. I think there are a lot of people that don't know what they're doing out there. But yeah, in your specific case, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, so. number four, my number four, I should say. If you could witness one event in the Bible, which would you choose? One event in the Bible to witness, what would you choose? Resurrection. I, I mean. The Son of God came down, died, and rose, like raised himself from the dead. It's kind of tough to top that one. I was going to say, it almost needed the qualifier. You can't say the crucifixion, can't say the resurrection, because they're the obvious ones. Uh, the parting of the Red Sea, if we, you know, if I'm going to take I those thought about out, that one, yeah. That'd be pretty powerful. Creation, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say creation would be, yeah. yeah. The one that I thought of was be interesting was feeding the 5,000. Like, yeah. how, did, how did he do that? How did yeah. it taste? Well, you know, I'm a big food guy. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this fish is hard. Was, <laughs> There's all the people sitting around like, this is just sourdough bread? No. Yeah, probably exactly. roasted a good fish, man. I mean, that's, yeah. that's very true. This is flounder. <laughs> all right, Joe, number five. Sorry. You're number five. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you're both the oldest boys in your families. Best and worst parts of being the oldest. 
I think it's cool to be around for your younger siblings' entire lives. Like, I remember stuff about you that you don't remember about yeah. you, uh, which is really neat. Um, and then worst part is you, you kind of get the lumps of your parents are kind of learning along the way. You're... Mm you're learning things along the way that you, like you got to watch me like oh don't do that because that gets you disciplined i didn't get to watch somebody else do that so yeah i got that i had very cool. similar answers i put for the, the best parts of it is you you get you basically don't miss out on as much like you yeah. know i can you know for the youngest like you just miss out on more of the family trips you don't yeah. you know you don't remember them as much and all that so very very similar um and then as far as the again the best you kind of get to do things before your siblings do so you just Kind of the seniority part is cool. But the worst part is your younger siblings get way more leash than you yeah. got. Like, that is just undeniable. <laughs> no, just better kids. Younger kids just get way more leash, and parents get lax. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. proven. Yeah. Yeah. That thing of, well, you can't do that until you're 17. Okay, well, I'm 17. All right, take your brother. <laughs> He's 14. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's exactly right. We were so mature. <laughs> They recognize that my maturity for see Reese is not in here. Uh-huh, Reese like is even the Something like All right, you're number five, Jack. All right, uh, who for the two of you guys? Who is your dream Godly Young Men podcast guest? I got Tebow. Having Tim Ooh, Tebow, on that is great. Would Whoa. be super cool. That is so good. I, I didn't know. even think about that. If Tim Tebow, if you run across this somehow, some way, we would love to have you on the job. Regular deep podcast. thinker Tim Tebow. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. Uh, I have Joe Rogan, <laughs> and the reason why <laughs> is boost. have me. Yeah, exactly. Have me on yours. I could use 13 million listeners to the yeah, gym no podcast. Kidding. That'd be that all right. Be nice. That'd be all right. So that's not the last time you'll hear about uh, Joe Rogan here. So. All right. My next one. I'm very interested to hear y'all's uh, thoughts on. What is one thing you confidently know you are very good at? I hate this is... Sorry. so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. I do believe that I'm good at hockey. He is. I believe I'm good at hockey. Yeah. Nice. Uh, explaining ideas uh, mm. that feels weird but it's kind of stuff you guys already said a little bit so i feel like i can illustrate things well or help people understand them yeah you do it every day which is uh is very good okay number six if you could travel anywhere for one week where would you go so we've got another question later on about like places you haven't been so to clarify this is just anywhere where would you go anywhere you could go for a week i'd go to hawaii that's pretty easy for me Mm. beautiful beaches is awesome Colorado, now that we don't live there, I would go uh, yeah. spend a couple of days in Denver, go up into the mountains, see stuff that we didn't see. It's like, hey, we moved away. Like, why didn't we ever go to Four Corners or something like Eat that? Eat at our favorite Mexican place four times. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your answer, curiously? I know this is your question, but we got time. London. Mm, nice. Actually, yeah, that's, that's your city. That's yeah. true. I love London. All right. Uh, sounds back. so pretentious. Sorry. <laughs> that just sounds really pretentious. You can listen to Mozart Vatican in London. City. Yeah. Well, <laughs> did you see the gym episode on getting cultured? Mm-hmm. I think he, I think Jack skipped that one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You need to go back and catch it with uh, his socks. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking notes furiously. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, my question? Yeah, your, your number question. six. Uh, what does your hottest food take? To me, I think uh, French toast objectively terrible. Ooh. I Ooh. do not like French what? toast. I, it gets that reaction every single time, so that remains my hottest food take. I'm not a fan of French toast. It gets that reaction for a reason. Yeah, soggy French bread, man. Soggy. It's just like oh. with a little crisp, and then you dip it. Oh it. man, it's it's perfect. Um, you're gonna love this one. Oh boy, it's the exact opposite. Chicken and dumplings is very overrated. Mm. It is. It is not good. It's not at the top of my list, but it's pretty good. Chicken and dumplings is half good. Baked idea. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's I think just my wife good. made you chicken and dumplings one time. No, Rachel, she, if you're listening, no, no, she <laughs> made whatever that is that she makes with the oh on cornbread. cornbread. Yeah, on Bro, cornbread. That's right. That's unbelievable. But that's not chicken and dumplings. And look, I've had my mom's. I've had other people. Shout out to my mom, amazing cook. I I think she made it one time. I didn't like it then either. Like I just don't 
it's soggy. It's gross. It's like soggy biscuits that weren't fully baked. Like French it, toast. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a crispiness to that. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, my, my turn. What is one thing, this can be a trait, this can be a talent, uh, that you want your children to learn from you? And we're going to take out the spiritual. Obviously, we want them to be Christ-like and godly. Will take, just wants us to look like jerks. Take yeah. that away. Arrogant jerks. What would you, yeah, exactly. What is one thing, no, but what is one thing you're like, I really yeah. want to pass this on to my kids? I, I do want to pass on my people skills. Because I do believe, like, as a therapist, I genuinely like talking to people, and I genuinely am not, I don't struggle with social anxiety, and that's served me very well to, like, most rooms I walk into, I'm pretty comfortable, uh, and not in an arrogant way, just, like, I'm curious about people. I love talking to people and learning about them and everything else, and so I want my kids to be curious about other people and, and just to enjoy talking with them, and so, yeah, I feel like a, no social anxiety, you know, like, people That's skills. a good answer. I like that. Uh, yeah, it's something I don't like fully have right now, but I'm, I'm working towards and growing in is self-discipline. Mm. You know, I, I don't want it to be hard for them to get out of morning, uh, out of bed in the morning and have a routine and as he's lost like a hundred something pounds. And, yeah. yeah man, you're he, really he bad. He doesn't have it yet. Yeah, but there's still it. stuff where it's like, all right, get your act together and do your job, yeah. man. You know, it, so it, it's something like that where I, I don't want them to have to start that from sure. the ground. My up answer would be that or self-awareness has been yeah. a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That's background. I mean, Reese, how are we doing? This is flying. What? See, we're not going to do 100 minutes. Yeah, we're, we're doing cruising pretty good. We're cruising, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, it means we can take a little longer. No. Um, okay, if you could have chosen, this is question number seven, just for anybody For following. you, for yeah, me. you're number seven, yeah. Uh, and I started. So question number seven, if you could have chosen any career path, what would you have been? So I'm assuming NFL athlete's not a choice because, you know, I don't have the, the genetics for that. Um, financial uh, analyst or advisor is what I put. That's all. That's I've realized that has fascinated, that no fascinates idea. me a lot. And, you know, no I way. love talking money. I love, you know, researching. Helping people who think they can't budget. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Stuff <laughs> I like that. No, but I would have needed pro- it. The problem is I didn't develop that until, like, kind of too late. Like, and kind of discover, okay. discover that passion. So, yeah. Going back, I would say okay. financial analyst or advisor. Yeah, I mean, like, I couldn't become a professional athlete, but I always thought the uh, the general manager side of it. And so, like, mm. being an NHL, you know, making the trade, signing the players, knowing okay. the salary cap. You know, that kind of thing would That's be a good. lot of fun. But you, you have to start in at the intern level and, like, know people. And uh, it never would have happened, of course, but that would have been fun. That would have been fun. That's a good one. All right. Back around. Uh, let's see. We did uh, number seven. Uh, food take. Who's your least favorite Bible character? I struggle with this one because, like, obviously, like, Judas, Jezebel is kind of the villains of the Bible. That's kind of lame answer. So I was trying to come up with something other than that. You know who really gets on my nerves is Solomon. Dude had everything in the world. God gives him That's wisdom. God gives him, you know, riches. Literally, God hands him everything imaginable, and the guy still messes it up and, you know, marries a thousand women and worships True. other gods. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, just True. get it together. I have Samson. Yeah. I can't stand he's Samson. He's an idiot. Man. He's, an, he's an absolute idiot. I mean, he just... <laughs> he's like the Rob Gronkowski of the Bible. <laughs> That's so true. Total knucklehead bro, so Jim bro. Roided out. <laughs> Like, seriously, you have all the strength, and then you get the chicks, and then you get in trouble with the chicks, and then you, like, kill people, and it's like, well, cool, I guess you killed the right bad guys <laughs> this time. I supposed like, to say chicks. Am I not? <laughs> I Sorry. I, I don't know. Either way, I just feel like, what an idiot. Yeah. And no, he never really has take. a good redemption, and he commits suicide. Like, that's his end, is he commits suicide, but he took out a lot of Philistines with what? him. I mean, it was more of a, what's that samurai term, the seppuku or whatever, you know, like the honor killer. Like this go. guy. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, but his faith in God also at the end, sort of like to kind of. I mean, it kind of comes back around, but after he's made to take out his enemies, there's a little bit of typology in there. I'm curious, what's your take? What's your answer? 
Laban. I can't stand Laban. You oh, the guy's a jerk, yeah. Hey, he's so obnoxious. He's slimy, you know, the switching sure. the daughters out, but then coming back, his own daughters and grandchildren, he's, like, trying to cheat them out of stuff, and it's like, yeah, that's very true. what is wrong that's with you, man? Take, yeah. And you, like, you get two glimpses of him when he's giving Rebecca away, but then with his daughter, I mean, like, he's the worst. So Jacob's not your least favorite? <laughs> Just kidding. That was my, if I had Jake. to answer what you're most wrong about, it's Jacob, so we'll do that uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> another episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number seven, what is your favorite holiday food and drink? Okay. My favorite holiday food is the honey-baked ham with, like, the the crumble on the outside, you know, where it's just, oh, it's oh, so yeah, good. that's really good. And then you put it on, so you eat it, and then when you have leftover, you take the King's Hawaiian rolls. Yep. Sister Schubert rolls. Or do, Sister yeah. Schubert is great. And so it's, like, the ultimate Thanksgiving food because it's better than the turkey, just to start out with, and I know it's a hot take for some people. It's better than the turkey. tastes better. It's, it's juicier, everything else. And then you get to have it as leftovers. It's amazing. Um, people aren't going to remember this one, but one of the drinks that I love the most, they don't even make it anymore, is cinnamon Pepsi. Everybody remember that? Oh, yeah. They made cinnamon Pepsi. That sounds really they good. They did that for a year or two. Yeah. yeah, they did it for a year or two right around Christmas. And I remember, because cinnamon is my favorite spice, I love Pepsi. It was like a match made in heaven, and they stopped it. So that was my favorite drink. But I really do so like So if you were king of the world for a day, you'd bring, bring that back. back. Yeah, exactly. I'd bring it back. <laughs> Um, the cranberry sprite that they bring out, or the ginger ales, like cranberry ginger ales, that type of stuff around this time, I really like. I'm a big soda guy, which I know you're not, but <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm a pecan pie guy. I'm gonna mm. try a maple syrup pecan pie one instead of the caro because that's kind of weird, but still, Ooh. I'm gonna try that this year. Uh, and then uh, my wife is a big fan of peppermint mochas, and oh, yeah. that's you know, kind of girly that's to claim that, but I always get no, a sip peppermint of hers and like, yeah, I'm gonna order that. Really yeah. good. Yeah, peppermint mochas. That would be my answer for drink. That's so good. Okay, number eight. What's the biggest prayer you've seen God answer in your life? Uh, I'm a wife. I mean, like that's that was one of those because I, I got married older than you guys. You guys walked right out of high school or college, and all of a sudden you're married. And, well, it's just you know the it's, amazingness uh, of us. Yeah, it really yeah, magnets, something like that. You know? That's right. It was my style. <laughs> cost me all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And I can't say chick magnets now. I guess. <laughs> nope, yeah, can't say it. All the women I asked out while wearing white socks, and finally, finally got through to me. <laughs> that's what no. It is, yeah. no, it was just uh, it, it is took a big prayer. To... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it took a, a number of years for Allison and I knew each other for a number of years and prayed that That's God great. would open that door and he did. So That's awesome. That's a good one. Wife's a big one. That's that Joe's next question has to do with wife, so I I kind of set that one aside. Um having healthy kids was a big one. Yeah. Um and I'm, I've realized I'm putting two answers down for a lot of these, so I apologize. We got time. So we got time. healthy yeah. kids was a big one, but also just the position I'm at now, the financial stability didn't really have that you know, a year or so ago. And mm-hmm. so that's been a pretty big recent prayer blessing that God has really come through for. So good stuff. Yep. All right. Uh, so we should say that some of these are listener questions that we wove in. And so some of these True. are actually yeah. from you guys. Was and that so, one that was a listener question? No, this next one is. And so it's going to look like I'm putting you guys on the spot a lot, but I think this was Sissy's fault. So blame her. Yeah. Um, what is your biggest regret? Ooh, and I got to go first on this one. Nice. Yikes. Um, I don't, not to be arrogant here, I don't have like a ton of like man just really messed it up type of regrets so far. Um, honestly, the biggest regret I have is that I did not finish school because I was in college. That is because me and Rachel got married. I mm. I had like a hundred credit hours and needed like one hundred and twenty, and got married and then got a pretty big time, pretty demanding job pretty there shortly thereafter, and so school kind of went on the back burner permanently, and so that's. I wish I had just kind of gutted it out, stuck it out, and yeah, I was working a lot of hours, but I, I could have finished 20 credit hours pretty easily, so wish I could have done that. I st- I'm probably still going to go back and do that, but that's probably my biggest regret. Nothing major. Well, I have some major regrets. Um, I've, I've made some bad decisions in my life before, 
And one of those, or the biggest regret I'd say, is sleeping with my wife before marriage. Uh, that's something that if I could go back like, and, and get a hold of younger Joe, be like, you idiot. Just, yeah, don't make that mistake. I think that has potential to ruin a lot of relationships, nearly ruined our relationship, in-law relationships, things like that. So, yeah, and and nothing really good comes of it. Uh, people, it, you say that and every parent's like, well, of course, don't do it. And you go, okay, well, I won't do it. And then it becomes like really, really difficult. And then, it, you know, you convince yourself otherwise. And so there are reasons don't do it. And that's... I would say that not that this is like a reason to do it. But, you know, we say nothing good comes of it. It's a, a story that you can give an atta- yeah. account to other people to say, look, and, and you're open about it. I think that's a thing right. that helps people. And that's is, why is I didn't report on here is like, man, that's what I do every day. I get to help people. So do I have regrets in that? Absolutely. But at the same time, God uses it. God yeah. uses it. And he used this one as well. I just wish that other people, like it hurts other people. The porn, it does as well, kind of in a roundabout way, but it's mainly mine. This is like where I failed to take a lead in that one. So that would be my biggest regret. Thanks, Sissy, for putting this also, on Also, Jack put that on his list so he wouldn't have to answer that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, nice. No, yeah, uh, what you got? yeah I had uh, uh, not getting more serious about self-discipline until earlier. It was it was when COVID hit and there's all this stuff about like, well, if you're in better health, you got better chance. And if you get sick and all that, I was like, well, I'm... 30 years old, I should probably do this now. So, yeah. And not investing in Bitcoin in 2014. No joke, I was, man. I was about to. I was like Jack finger on the was. trigger and I just didn't. And, and so. you would have had, I think, wouldn't you calculate, well, like 60 grand or something? I wouldn't have a house payment. Could you imagine no. what oh, kind of wow, Think Deeper Studio we could have? Seriously. Jack in Bitcoin? You idiot. Yep. <laughs> it's all of our biggest regret now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. All right, my number eight. What is the question you have the hardest time answering about the Bible? So like topic, you know, basically God's sovereignty as it pertains to free will. Yeah. <sighs> That's okay. Yep. Is that... I was afraid we were going to answer the same a yeah. lot. That's where I am right now. Yeah. I know we have free will, the degree of which we, we don't have ultimate free will because yeah. how much does God weave in things that he takes our free will? Does he ever take our free will? I don't the know. fact that everyone is born to parents. So you're not a blank slate. You you're raised with a childhood that is outside of your control lends you towards certain tendencies right. and all that. Well, that's not ultimate free will. You're not a blank slate. So yeah, that's that's heavy stuff, man. It is very, very heavy. And it's one of those, like, I what I get frustrated with is those in the church, because obviously there's like a Calvinistic aspect right. of this, right? And those in the church are like, well, haven't you ever heard this one? And they give like one verse to it. And it's like, stop. That doesn't explain if it. You yeah. have one, if you give me a one verse answer that's supposed to explain this, you know nothing of what you're talking about. So let's go back to the drawing board. Like there is so much around the free will of God or, or the free will that we have and how God, well, it's anthropomorphic language of what he's trying to say to, to Pharaoh and such. Man, it's just a rabbit trail. It, it's it's deep. So yeah, that would be my biggest thing that I struggle with. But I am curious on yours. Did you have one? Um, yeah, i it was similar to that, like, how does God's providence work, yep. basically? Like, obviously, I believe he's active, but how active? So similar. Yep. I would yep. say similar. Yeah. Okay. What has been the biggest unforeseen blessing in your marriage? Something you didn't foresee. I mean, we can look at it. We just recorded one on sexuality. Like, sex is a blessing, and that's great when you're in marriage. Um, there's there's a lot of blessings. You could look at your wife's cooking. You could look at the day-to-day just for relationship building. But, like, what's one unforeseen thing? Uh, the encouragement, you know, there's a thing about, or the verse or whatever about, um, I don't know if it's a verse or not. Now I'm drawn off the top of my head. The, if, if you want to go faster go by yourself, if you want to go longer, take two. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, there's things you got to slow down and, and do together. And you know, there, there's less productivity in some ways, but other ways just coming home to somebody at night or just having somebody there to tell you that you did a good job and, to you know, encourage each other is, is really neat. 
Yeah, mine was similar. Just kind of you all you literally always have somebody like you have a bad day, you got a really tough week at work, you always have somebody who you can just kind of just collapse into, collapse on, you know, no. just you know, talk about, man, I'm really struggling with this. Like when you're growing up, yeah, you have that with your parents, but you know, it's tough in teenagers. Mm-hmm. You don't really have it. Man, when you're yeah. married, it's it's nonstop and it's really cool. The other thing that just again, two answers here. Lifetime travel partner. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. you know, not that I didn't see that coming, but it's like I didn't I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like you had yeah. a lifetime travel partner. It's pretty cool. It's good stuff. Did you have one? I have no blessings in my marriage. No, um, <laughs> no. I, Alyssa doesn't listen to the podcast, exactly. So, so she won't catch us. She's no. not a deep thinker. Is what you're saying? I'll, I'll tell her you said so. <laughs> wow, I think deep enough for the both of us. No, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't have. I didn't. I didn't answer that one on my own. But there's just a million and one. And I think having somebody to just decompress from the day, like yeah, you know it, like yeah. you said, it's foreseen, but you don't know how much into the encouragement. And how much it helps. Together. You just how much yeah, it you helps. Can't measure it. Yep. All right. You know, I, like we had said, only two guys can answer the question. We're going through these so fast that like, we can kind of yeah. add, add the third guy a couple times here. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I asked you, uh, what's a career or personal accomplishment you want to achieve and want to achieve in the next ten years? I've got four answers. I'll go quick. Wow, <laughs> I've got four. Guy. We won't um, be answering all three of them. This I time. want to have in-depth yes. notes on every single book of the Bible. Nice, um, nice. That's for as far spiritual. Um, I'd love to write a book. Yeah. Uh, I thought about something. For young people, kind of motivating, kind of the determination thing, like get it together. I don't know. That's kind of long term. Um, I want to get really good at guitar, and I want to be able to score 80 in golf. (laughs) In the 80s in golf. Nice. So that's probably towards the 10-year end of the goal. But, yeah, that's uh, lots of golf. Four quick ones, yeah. Okay. That's good stuff. That's on uh, nine holes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. (laughs) I'm still trying to break 80 on that. Um, Yeah, well, now I look like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Joe's not doing anything. I literally had three letters, PhD. Uh, that's um, pretty big. That would be the, in the next 10 years. That and the other thing I was going to say initially was I want to start a counseling agency where I have people underneath me, um, you know, working in, in like counselors and, and get some that I would be their supervisor, but then um, also start offering intensives, sexual addiction intensives, having worked at a place like there's you can help a lot more people a lot quicker in that there's a lot of money in it there's a lot of everything in it and so i feel like you got to have the phd to do that but those are the ultimate plans at least as far as it goes um nice. business wise nice cool all right uh my number nine what are your three or top three favorite think deeper episodes we've ever recorded and y'all struggle with this one for some reason i, I didn't as much he did yeah, i guess yeah, I, I did struggle with this top one. three favorite think deeper episodes uh, okay, I had the Christmas episode of last year where we were just shooting the breeze. Oh, the holiday episode. Yeah, 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 that, like, that was just fun. Um, had a good time on that, as did, I did with number two, which is Halloween. Mm. It was a good time because it's one of the only times we've ever actually argued about anything, yeah. which has been a And lot it wasn't of just like a uh, joking. No, we, 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 like, we, we legitimately yeah. disagreed. One was a roast back and forth. We had some fun with it. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then Masculinity Matters, I think that's when it kicked off. And we had been talking about it a lot, but I feel like when the Masculinity Matters hit, like I got very, very serious and reading a lot and things like that. And that's been, yeah, it's been very helpful. And then Jim podcast started. So yeah, masculinity matters. I have as number three. All right. I had Halloween, uh, the self-defense episode. I felt like we researched that well, studied our Bible. Well, yeah. uh, it was something I've pointed people to a few times and they've come asking me. It's, it's just a useful thing uh, that people have had questions about. And I thought we did a good job with it. And then three church practices you would change. Uh, I thought that was very fascinating. Yep. That one really got people talking. That makes uh, my I had people yeah. talk talk to me about it or, or say things they would add to their list. And so that was, that was a fun one. What makes your list? Halloween. Um, I'd say the, the three church practices, but not to copy Jack, I'll give two more. The um, 
10 reasons, uh, 10 decisions or reasons or whatever that we stayed faithful. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed that episode. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. a pretty valuable episode. And then the episode that we went off on Disney. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that yes. one a lot. Uh, I'm trying to, I was actually just now looking, uh, pride month. It was the pride month. episode. Oh, protecting right. kids, boycotting and that's fighting right. back on June 5th. Yeah. We, uh, for the last 15 minutes of that episode, we we dropped the hammer on Disney. And that was a take that has aged like a fine Coca-Cola. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's, move Let's, Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, Joe, you're up. Well, what's the best meal you've ever had? I would say one of mom's Valentine's things um, in our family. That's kind of a tradition. I haven't had them because I haven't lived at home for so long, but... Mm. Uh, she goes all out. Does she, she do something know, different every year? Yeah, she and dad would do something, you know, go out and some nice fancy steakhouse dinner or whatever, but she would do a family one where, I mean, one year it was a seafood lasagna, another year it was filet mignon, another year it was, you know, just top, top lobster or whatever, top of the line, expensive, fancy, and, and her cooking skills. I mean, like, we're talking five-star kind of That's thing. Very, very and, and so, yeah, really all of them. I mean, I can't even separate them out. Mine is a meal at Kane Prime in Nashville, downtown Nashville. Um... Wagyu filet, uh, I remember everything. Uh, corn creme brulee. They did the top of the corn like it, like you would creme brulee, like it was it was insane. Corn wow. corn. Caesar salad, delicious bread. Um, one other potato dish, and then strawberry creme brulee at, for dessert. Oh my word, man! Just the best meal that, that I personally ever had. So. Mm-hmm. All right, back around. I'm the guy that's Mr. Old Guy, slow on the you take want me to go? here. No, uh, number question. ten for you. Yeah, what is your hottest pop culture take? My, this is, I mean, y'all are going to agree. It's not a hot take. I think the female rapper genre is the worst genre of music imaginable. I, I think that's just terrible. The older I get, the more I hate rap in general, but women. Agreed, but women female are, rapping is just the worst. Very unnatural. Yep. Yeah, the 80s is, are incredibly overrated. My man. I figured you were going to say that. The 80s are just so stinking overrated. Like, everything's going back to retro, going back to the 80s. Yes, it was big. I understand it. Don't at me here because everybody's going to go, well, it was it was the start of techno. It was the start of rap. It was the start of you know, hip-hop. It was the start of so many things. Yes, I realize that. But my goodness, so many one-hit wonders, so many things that were just not good, objectively not good, and we act like it's the greatest thing ever. 80s just drive me nuts. Generation X has had the cultural ox cord for like 40 years now. <laughs> yes, they the have. cultural ox cord. Yes, they all their movies up. are the best. All well, their, every yeah. store you go into, you hear Journey, Foreigner, you know, whatever, Bon yeah. Jovi. Like, okay, true. let's move on. True, true. All right. Hair metal. Uh, my number 10. What is the, which means we should be about a 30 minute mark, hopefully. Dude. Oh, oh, we got to right. I'm going to have to skip this. What one. is the biggest strength and weakness of your co hosts? Fellas, this is really, That's really difficult. Up. I was going to say, it's really difficult. It's really messed up. Hey, we're getting real here. I did not write anything down. And oh, I Mr. Thought, Cop out Legitimately, here. I thought and thought and thought about this. The biggest strength, because I always... The thing I admire about you, I think, is your biggest strength. Are we talking on the podcast or are we talking yes. in, in life? In, I was thinking in life, oh. but it could go See, either way. See, this is what I'm oh. saying. Just, just answer because we're running out of time. So Okay, matter. go for it. Uh, no, so no. I was thinking podcast. Joe, your, your strength and weakness are the same as your no filter. <laughs> you say stuff and I'm like, That's that awesome. takes guts. I wouldn't have said that. And then there's other things you say where it's like, I'm gonna get what so many doing? letters about that. <laughs> like, oh why? Why? But it's it's a, I mean it's a strength, but there are times where I'm like, man, a little bit more filtered. But it's one of those you take the good or the bad. Uh Will, um uh strength is thoughtful questions. I think you do a better job than either of us of like pushing the episode forward. Well, what about this? And I don't I just kinda move down the outline and you that gives the the episode breath, I think is really helpful. Um weakness is just uh, the well roundedness of knowledge in that like the premillennial dispensation 
dispensational yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to stop saying that uh you know episodes like that you guys defer more to me which it's not a weakness so much as it is an experience thing so yeah. i was going to say believe it or not that was kind of mine specifically for you which is knowledge wise but i i wrote myself into it because not that you're unknowledgeable yeah, this is the hard right, part right, of right. but it's yeah. the same thing for me is i would say the same thing about me like yeah. my biggest weakness is i feel well Okay, I got a few of them, which one of them is the no filter, but is the same as you, which is I just think we lack some of the knowledge as we go. I'd say the strength, I was going to say, you concoct, like you you help the outliner give it structure on so many words. Hey, what, do we, what if we did this? Boom, 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 boom. Jack, I would say the biggest weakness is sometimes I think you can, you can cut me off while I'm rolling. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest strength I would say is exactly that. You bring a gravitas, a weight to the podcast that if we did not have you. Just I mean, interesting thoughts that would say, not be there. It, we wouldn't have that. Good. And so. But yeah, from the weakness, sometimes I think you get a little skittish on some of the some of the heavier things. <laughs> the hot takes. On some of the All hot right, roll takes. on. So, Number yes, 11. We got to roll. We got to roll. All right, you're Oh, up. that's right. That's me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Whew, got past that one. Okay, what's the best and worst movie you've ever seen? Uh, we answered the best already, didn't we? I think we did favorite. Favorite. Uh, best movie I've ever seen, either The Dark Knight, the Batman movie, or The Prestige. Mm. I like Both The Prestige a lot. Uh, edited version, The Godfather 2. Very, Got very well done. done. I forgot an answer. Where Top Gun was very overrated. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Not the worst movie I've ever seen, but man, it yep. was not very good. Yeah. Good one. Okay, Jack. Yeah. Uh, worst movie I ever saw was Where the Wild Things Are. Uh, it was a book a lot of people read as a kid. <laughs> and yeah. I don't remember if I walked yep. out or fell asleep, but not awful. Good. Awful. <laughs> good to know. Jack, number 11. Uh, what can you not live without? One item you can't live without. Cell phone, I guess. I use that more than just about anything else. And if, you know, it's got my Bible on it, so got to call my wife. Yeah. I was going to say specifically my Bible because it's got all my Bear Valley notes. Hmm. Um, on a yeah. less serious note, we talked about this in the podcast, good toilet paper. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> can't go without good toilet paper, yeah, That's man. true. That's so, true. yeah. What's uh, yours? Oh, yeah. Name? My number 11. All right. Mount Rushmore. I got a lot of these Mount Rushmore questions. Mount Rushmore, greatest athletes ever. Is Mount Rushmore five now that my head's on there? <laughs> no, it is <laughs> not. Four. All right. What you got? Okay. Tiger Woods, Michael Phelps, Leo Messi. And the fourth, I very much struggle with. I'm going to have to say LeBron. Yeah, it's got to be. I think I got to go with LeBron. Even though, if we're going based off of so records, Gretzky would be. But as I told you guys, like. So you're leaving Gretzky off, Ali, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad off, Ali off. And you're leaving. Um, I mean, you could say somebody like uh, Jerry Rice Babe or uh, Barry Sanders, Babe Ruth, uh, Ted Williams. Like, yeah. What's your Ford? Uh, Gretzky, Phelps, Messi, and. I I really don't know about a fourth. I there's a lot of baseball guy, but this is the problem. I, I tried not to put anyone on there that like there's a debate. LeBron Jordan, there's a debate. Messi, or, I mean uh, Ruth and May- no Tiger's a debate because he didn't catch. That's Nicholas. not a debate to me. Uh, well, you guys are. I, I see what you're saying. You guys but. are young. I mean the tennis guys. Djokovic is probably the best, but yeah, there's uh, a debate. Like, with, yeah, and so I I really if you're making me commit to a fourth, let's say Djokovic. Wow. Wow. That's wow. Crazy. That is a hot take right that there. Is. That's, He's um, really, yeah. I mean, that's Tiger crazy. was so stinking dominant. Okay. Uh, what song brings a tear to your eye? This is a good one. Um, is it me going first or is it you? Uh, yeah, okay. I guess Go it for is. it, Jack. Uh, the Avid Brothers, Murder in the City, which does not sound like a sentimental song, but it's a song about like, look, if I'm gone, you know, my wife, my kids, my family, this is what I want you to know. So it's a very good one. Um, These Are the Days, Corey Asbury. Um because I heard it for the first time like a couple months ago, and it's about the stage of life that we're in right now, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you're exhausted right now from parenting. You're really tired. It's going to get better. You're going to wish these days were, yeah. were still here in 20 years. So 
that one for sure. Cool, cool. Did you have one? Yeah. The clock was taken from Brandon Flowers. Okay. Leads near the killers. I have to look it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. Killers, it's got a couple murder in the city. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, Filter there you go. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you go back in time, what non-biblical event would you love to see? I thought about this. You know what would be really utterly fascinating? To be there when they were deciding the Bill of Rights. Ooh, like the ooh. Continental Congress where they were putting all that together and all the discussion arguing. I think that'd be fascinating. What I are we going to do about TikTok, guys? What are we going to mm. do? Yeah. yeah. Can you yeah. put that in there to ban it right now? That would be very fascinating. I put in there, um, because I'd love to have the knowledge that literally nobody else has, the building of the pyramids. Ooh. I'd love, Ooh. That's a, I'd love to know how they did it. Nice. Would you tell people or would you just like, ha-ha, I know and you don't? <laughs> oh, I'd tell people. Well, that's I'd your way of getting on Joe Rogan. I was going to yeah. say, I'd be on Rogan. I'd be on History Channel. I'd be yeah. on, you know, aliens. Yeah. 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 Uh, they, they'd love me. And then they'd go, that's not how it happened. No, but really. So that's what I do. Jack, do you have one on that? I'd want to be on the moon in 1969, but I'm afraid nobody would show up. They're going to come get me, right? Nobody's coming, man. Nobody's coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm nice. kidding. I don't know. Yeah, that that's, that is my answer. Is I'd, I'd just like to see that. Nice. All right. My next one. I think this was actually a listener submitted question also. Um, so shout out to whoever asked this. What question will you ask God when you get to heaven? I think it was Sissy as well. All right, Sissy. Um, one thing that I find to be interesting, this kind of weird question, why did you require blood to be redemptive? Of all things, like, if you knew you're setting up the plan... Life is in the blood. I know Next life question. is in, I know life is in the blood. I know that's, that's what he's... But, like... Why specifically did you set up? Jack a... just answered the question that you asked. No, but like, <laughs> but, but why? Here's okay. But like, you knew this plan was going to require your son, like Jesus, part of the Godhead, coming down to die. Why didn't you formulate a different plan? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why did you? Why was? Why did you do it the way plan? you do it? Why did you do it the way you did it? Where he didn't come down and like have to answer tough math questions or something. You know what I mean? Like, I'll explain this to you after the podcast. We don't have to... Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess I don't have to All ask right, God Jack, anything. I'll just ask Jack. Uh, something I've been interested in lately is how true is lore? We've been talking about like the pagan gods and like where all the stories come from and Thor and Baal and like there Hercules. There's a lot of overlap. Nimrod, things like that. There's even stuff about like stuff that C.S. Lewis and Tolkien sourced, Lord of the Rings kind of stuff that they were like digging into Norwegian lore and Germanic lore and stuff like that. And that connects to like myths that we have. Mm-hmm. Like, and really it's a question of like, what was the world like before the flood? I mean, I, I think yeah. that's where a lot of this stuff comes from or right after the flood up to Babel before the splitting. I just want a picture of that. That's pretty interesting. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right, Joe, you're up. My turn. Best memory of us together. Jack? I can't, I can't share the real one. Um, uh, so we've talked about it a little bit before. Early, uh, what was it, three, three years ago or something, we started accountability meetings with a couple of, Reese was one of the other guys in it, uh, you know, just goals of what are you trying to get done this week, what are you, where do you want to be in the next year, things like that, and just following up with each other. And, you know, we had known each other, but I think that was the thing that really brought us together was like, you know, pushing each other. And, and we've talked about like looking back on, we've got the sheets from what our goals were that first time. It was like, Wow. I mean, like, we're all so far beyond that now. Yeah. And it's it's because of having each other, I think. I so. got to be honest. I think that led to the podcast, too. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, yeah, like, sure. We're here today because of that. Yeah. Um, iron sharpens iron. I was at probably recency bias, but the L.A. trip that we just went on together. That was cool. That was so much fun. So I'd have to say either that because, I mean, just... Shout out to Victor Valley for bringing us yes, up. Yes, shout fun. out yep. to, to those guys. And then um, just the countless nights we stayed up late in Florida and even in Jaws house back when you also lived there. Just too many of those to name. Playing football in your upstairs room. Oh, yes. Oh, on our classic. knees. I don't... How young were you? I was probably like 11, maybe. I was going to say 10, 10 11. 11. Yeah, those were so much fun. Okay. 
Uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I would want to be four inches taller. <laughs> exactly, four inches taller. And have a better singing voice. Mm. Those two I'm things. a good song leader. I would love to have a more defined jawline, which is something I'm working on. We'll, we'll get there. But a more defined jawline and more discipline. I'd love to be more more of a disciplined person that is where it doesn't cost me everything to have to get up at 5.30 to hit the gym. <laughs> uh-huh. It would be nice. You all read the book, The 5 a.m. Club? I've been seeing ads for that. I need to read it. I've, yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. seen about it too, but I haven't. All right, number 13. My number 13. Uh, what is the thing? Uh, shout out my wife. This is a, my wife question, actually. Mm-hmm. What is the thing you were least prepared for about marriage? So I guess the thing you really did not see coming. I really did think like a lot about this. And this is going to sound dumb. How many small things make a difference? Such as like, you know, the, the tweaks to a budget, house cleaning, um, paying bills, like adulting as they call it, quote unquote. But how many of those things make a difference in the course of a marriage where it's like, if those things stack up and early on in our marriage, it was really bad where we would kind of push it to the side and not pay that bill or not do this or not do that. And it stack up. And then it's like, Oh man, the same yeah. thing as you put laundry to the side, like just do the small things right and things will go well. And man, we learned that the hard way still are to a certain extent, but you know, learn that the hard way. So that's kind of, yeah, that was my answer. It's just the stuff we've talked about on some of the masculinity, femininity stuff of leading. Like, you know, they tell you, they, you get hammered in your head, the nice guy thing. It's a partnership, just, you know, happy wife, happy life, all that stuff. And my wife's not like that. She's just kind of sitting there like, just tell me what to do. Tell me what we're doing on this. Like, what's the decision? I'll go with it, whatever it is. I might question it or I might give my input, but what's the decision? And, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to run you over. She's like, say something, you know, like that. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I've talked before about the nice guy thing and how it conditions you so wrong. Okay. What piece of advice would you give to a young man who is about to graduate high school? Will and I do the gym podcast. I have an idea of what you'd say, but Jack, I was very curious. You're not on the podcast with us. So I'm curious your thoughts. What advice? Other would you than give? subscribe to the Golly I'm In podcast, Correct. of course, absolutely, and Start subscribe there. to Folks Plus. There yeah, you go. Of course, uh, you don't have to be perfect. Um, I, mm. I think that's something I struggled with. Is like I've got to choose the right career right now, or else it's all going to fall apart. I've got to choose, you know, kind of the soulmate thing. Like you've only got one shot at the one, and it's like, no, you you adapt as you go. Like you you try and do your best, and then you're going to make a mistake because you can't live a mistake-free life. You learn from the mistakes. That's what makes you stronger is learning and growing, yeah. not not making mistakes. My answer is find a gang, yeah. like a group of guys. And when I say a gang, like a group of guys that you can really rely on. If you can if you can have that when you're graduating high school instead of going off to college and finding some knucklehead buddies that you just love to go you know break the law with. No, like find right. guys that really have your back, that you've got their back, you can share struggles with. The earlier you can get that in life, the better. There you go. Good stuff. Favorite chain restaurant? Cheesecake Factory. Pretty easy for me. Love that place. Solid, uh, yeah. menu like a phone book. <laughs> Every <laughs> item I've ever had there been delicious. Yeah. Texas Roadhouse. Really? Texas Roadhouse. I don't think good. I would have guessed that. The more I go, the more it's like these rolls are untouchable. Like they Nobody are. else can, can beat those rolls. I love the salad. The onion blossom is great. The steaks are actually mid. They're okay. Yeah, they're not great. They're Yeah, but there are a couple. If you get the right ribeye, it's pretty solid, man. Now, they lack on desserts, whereas Cheesecake Factory is like... The OG man. There's there's nothing better than cheesecake. It's amazing how Texas Roadhouse's rolls and cinnamon butter basically take them from eh, it's okay of a restaurant to it literally is that like true, but it's by far the best. All right, what is your? I got another family one here. What is your favorite part about being a dad? Getting to be a hero to your son, you know, to a little kid. Like they want you to hold them. They want you to be there to see them. Like you know, Harrison's taking skating lessons recently, and he looks for me in the stands. I mean. 
there's like nothing better than that. Yeah, um, I agree. So yeah, just getting to be that hero. And yeah, some uncles are and whatnot, but it's different when it's yours, when you are the one that they're going to call and you get to show up and like make their entire day. That's yeah. pretty cool. I'd say seeing their hearts grow, um, mm-hmm. you know, seeing them do something wrong one day, they get in trouble for it and the next day, you know, hey, and well, and they even kind of the same thing. They want your approval. Hey, I was really nice to my brother. I was really nice to my sister. Like, that's awesome. That's what we're, you know, you, you yeah. just see that that soft-heartedness growing in them, and, and yeah, it's really special. Jackson's at that age where he doesn't just want to do something. He wants you to do it with him. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's really, super really cool. cool. So. All right, fellas. Number 15. Both of you have pursued bachelors in something other than the Bible. What's your favorite class from your non-biblical schooling? I almost have no recollection of <laughs> I, I struggle with this question, too, Joe. It's a good question. I, I took a U.S. history class that was interesting. I, that's about all I can remember, honestly. Okay. Most of my stuff was transferred in from Bear Valley, most of my credits. You took some business. So, yeah, there was business. There was macroeconomics, microeconomics, accounting, ethics. I mean, the business ethics one was kind of fun, but... Microeconomics didn't make your list? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was interesting sure. stuff, but that was 15 years ago at this point, man. I'm, I'm old. Man. All right, Jack, you're number 15. Okay. Uh, Will was barely born. What is your favorite sermon, class, or writing that the other guy has done? So Will for Joe, Joe for Will. Oh, I've got one for Jack, too. So I'll I'll give mine quick. If you want to pump my tires. Sure, yeah. Um, Joe, your – I think you might have stolen this from Jack, actually. Your tabernacle sermon – was very good. I don't know. Did, did you? I don't know. Uh, we, I mean, I collaborated. Maybe pushed. Yeah. You, when you preached that sermon, told me where to find all the information. It was recently <laughs> when you preached on John and it how it, you go through the tabernacle, and that's how John like wrote. Man, my mind was blown. I thought that was really, really good. Well, you presented it really well. Great shit. stuff. And then Jack, yeah. your um, your fellowship issues article. I, I've pumped those tires before on this podcast, but I oh, thought shit, that was so masterful. Good. Just a master class. Good stuff. Will, we just got off of a great. Class for that Will. Was good. That was good. Kids Faith was really good. Your Casual Christianity, I've heard it a couple times. Yeah. Always always a banger. Always solid. Um, there was one that you gave, and actually you were making me think about it tonight during class. There's one you gave about keeping Kids Faith that was really, really good, and I can't remember what it was, like the, the name or whatever that you called it, but you had one a while back that was good. Uh, Jack, I think your recent stuff on becoming a people, like what's going to be your book, um, is some of the best stuff you've ever written. And you've written some really good articles over time. I've heard some really good sermons, heard some really good classes, but honestly, I think you're very much on to something. Like Church Reset was a great book, but your ability to now kind of step through that and, and look at kind of the minutia of it has been fascinating. So each time that. an article comes out, I'm interested in it. All right. What is your go-to road trip candy and drink? Reese's Fast Break with a Snapple Apple. Whoa. You had your answer ready. Oh, I did. Well, there's if it was a, a snack... I'll do a giant Dasani uh, water and a big thing of jumbo seeds, um, yeah. sunflower seeds. Kind of keeps me awake, gives me something to do. That's kind of my snack if I'm going to. But, yeah, if I'm getting candy, it's probably fast break and Snapple. I'm an M&M guy, peanut, peanut butter, mm. regular, peanut whatever. Butter. Good stuff. Um, and then, I mean, it used to be a Coke, but now it's uh, uh, an Americano or a coffee. Yeah, we're not. That's we don't drink soda anymore, right? Oh, one of I drink enough. Does. Yeah, I drink enough for both of you. <laughs> Jack's got his coke. cane sugar. And if I get a coffee, you know what I'm putting in it? Yeah. Cane sugar. <laughs> it's can you? They're Mexican cokes. Right? My coffee's yeah. just got cream. But they're called Mexican cokes. Yes. That seems so racist. I got to be honest. Well, it's the superior coke. So I mean, I mean, it's, it like, is it's such a derogatory. It's, it's very good. But came from Mexico. I, I, it <laughs> is. It just seems. Anyway, that's yeah, good stuff. We're having to be hypersensitive these days. Yes, we are. Or I'll just say it, I guess. That's my best and worst quality. Yeah, um, no filter. Yeah, no. no filter. Uh, both of you, no, 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 next one. Will grew up with Brad. Jack has worked with him for well over a decade. What's something the average person doesn't know about Brad? 
You want to go first? Since... Yeah. I think when somebody is like well known online and Brad has a lot of followers, everything he writes, you know, gets people like create a persona in their mind. And that's kind of your question. But he really cares. Uh, I think that's something that gets missed is when you just see somebody as an expert on something that like, no, there's a person there. And when I was going through a tough time in my life, he he was going to speak somewhere, rearrange his travel schedule to show up, spend a, a, an evening with me, take me out to dinner. Just things like that. Uh, Thanksgiving last year, we had just moved here, couldn't get back to spend it with family. He's like, well, we'll come over to our house. You know, we yeah. spend it with Will and, and with Brad and the family. So, yeah. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, I put he's got one of the worst sweet tooths I've ever seen. <laughs> he does. Yes, he, loves he does. His ice cream, his ice cream man. Yes. I inherited it, unfortunately. And then the other thing I put is, believe it or not, he's actually an introvert. Yes, very you, much you, so. He, he does yeah. a very good job of masking the he's introver- so good, man. The introversion, like one of the best, better people I've ever seen at doing that. But yeah, he is an introvert. So mm-hmm. his ability to go on the road every every week almost. And converse with people as an introvert. I did five is, weeks of that, and I'm Jack like, was like I'm, I'm done. I'm, done. Yeah. I'm not six months. I'm staying home. Fifty but. weeks later, Brad's like, I'm still going. Yeah, yeah. the mental yeah. exhaustion. Incredible. Yeah. What's something you want to see Focus Press do in the next three years? I want to see Focus Press be in the tall task in the next three years, but be the Church of Christ go to for Bible class material. Mm-hmm. That's kind, kind of a not super objective one, or a, you know, not super tangible one. But I, I'd like to see that. I want to see us excel in video content. Yeah. Like, you know. The gym is the best thing we do. There's not much behind it. Yeah, we want, like, a lot more video. That's what engages people. So that's, yeah. that's my big one. Good one. Cool. Jack, what about you? I'm curious about your answer on that one. Uh, stuff, when we've gotten at it a little bit, but for men, you know, I'm yeah. real big on the elitism, like, raise up the next generation. and that's good. Yeah. I, the accountability group thing. I think there's a lot of power in that. Let's get yeah. that going yeah. everywhere. I so. love that. All right. Top three sports moments in history you would want to be in attendance live for. Kay. Top three. Number three, I'm actually going to say, this is almost blasphemous, my team. Number three is going to be the 2022 Avs Stanley Cup win. Oh, recent one. Yeah. The recent one after the Wilderness years. We almost win. Yeah, we were close because we talked. Jack and I talked about hopping on a plane to Tampa, My twins but... were two months old. I couldn't exactly leave my wife to go watch a hockey game. Well, but... yeah, one of the bigger. That's not the biggest regret of your life. Number two is the 2019 Tiger win at the Masters. I'm not even, I, it sounds like I'm some huge golf guy. I'm not even a huge golf guy, but I am in awe. Just to see history. Like yes, that. just to cool. see history. I mean, incredible. And then, of course, number one is Miracle on Ice, like 1980. How could you not want to be in that arena? And there's only like 4,300 seats or something. Could you imagine having that ticket? Yeah. Un- unreal. So I yeah. would love to go at Miracle on Ice. Uh, Homer-ish, you know, I could say all of the Denver championships. Um, so Super Bowl 32, John Elway's first one. I put one on there that it was a random avalanche game in March of 1999. And Peter Forsberg, one of mine, Joe's favorite players, they were losing 5 to nothing, And the guy just went, we're not losing tonight, and just scored and scored and scored and scored. And they won 7 to wow. 5. I mean, it was just, I've never seen an athlete in any sport do that. I would love to be there for that. Yeah. So. What do he, he ended up with what three goals, four assists? On three him? goals, three assists, yeah. one, seven, six seven, points on seven, in yeah. twenty minutes. I mean, like, not, I can't explain human. how hard it was to do, but yeah. All right, Joe, number seventeen. Joe. Oh yeah, that's me. Sorry, I thought you asked. Okay, number seventeen. Uh, what podcast do you guys enjoy? This is from Joanna. Shout out, to listener Joanna. question. Uh, my Denver sports stuff. I really like, and I've shouted out before conversations with Dan, with Doctor Dan Owen, uh, Paducah Broadway Church of Christ was one of our instructors of Bear Valley. I don't always agree with him. Um, he's a lot smarter than me, uh, and so that might be my problem. But uh, very good deep dives on scriptural stuff. Uh, I like modern wisdom for self-improvement and stuff like I'm that. So. I'm super lame. I don't get a ton of time to listen to podcasts, so my answer's not very When I do, it's usually at the gym, and I want something that's kind of entertaining. So I listen to sports podcasts. That's pretty much all I do, and not much of that. So. Nick yeah. Wright guy. Yeah, big Nick Wright <laughs> yeah. fan. How about you, Joe? What's your answer? Uh, I was going to say modern wisdom. I've very much gotten into. Um, if it's the right – yeah, 
Rogue and clips, I would say, from interesting people. But Chris Williamson and then Andrew Huberman, Huberman's podcast, uh, the Huberman Lab, I think is what it's called. He's got some very interesting stuff, scientific-wise. Um, great podcast called the Get Out of the Porn Podcast. Oh, which oh is, yeah. I mean, the guy's super smart. I heard so, I heard it's by a guy who doesn't have a PhD, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> he will in the next 10 years, hopefully. That's so, right. That's the goal. Nice. That's right. Okay. Um, this is one of those put you on the spot, make you talk about yourself. What do you want to be known for? And I mean, obviously, oh, being I want to be known for being a Christian. I want to be, yeah, that stuff. Take that okay, for granted. Yeah. But you know, like if you know, if there's a book, if there's a work that you did, if there's something, you know, I, whatever you got. You want definitely to should have put that in parentheses because I put raising a faithful family. Which well, yeah, sounds like you, you just know, the, the easy that. thing. Yeah, um, yeah, no raising. Other than that, um, just somebody who was. I mean, I don't think it's, this is something we talk about in the gym, but I don't think it's wrong to say I want to be successful in business. Sure. Like, I, I want, you know, to be, and maybe not to be known for that, but that's something that, you know, hell, yeah, he, he did really well in right. business. He worked hard. Um, I put down, I want to help the church reclaim God's design for sexuality. Like, I want to be the the guy that jump starts the discussion in the church to get the church being the ones that are driving the culture around sexuality and not culture, which is a tall task, but... I do think that that's, there's a lot to the family, to masculinity and femininity and all of that that's tied into it. And so I would like us at Focus Press yeah. to be those that are kind of, and we are the ones pushing the train. I think we are the most patriarchal, patriarchal or how should I say it? Like, Patriarchy-centered. Yeah, the patriarchy-centered podcasts um, in the church. And I want to continue to be that and kind of push that train. So, yeah. All right. What is the best sermon you've ever preached, in your opinion? This is a tough one. I preach so many good ones. No, um, <laughs> no. There's a couple that stand out to me. Number one is my feminism one that I preached a few a few months ago. I think yeah. uh, biggest threats facing the church. I preached on feminism, and I did not pull my punches Took in that one. A baseball bat. Yes, to I it, did man. not pull my punches. If there was any feminists in the audience, I they would not come back. I tell you that. Um, and that sounds terrible. Aren't you supposed to win the heart over? It was really good. I, I Shout out won. to our congregation. They, they yeah, they took it very well it. and um, got a lot of good feedback on it. I also did one at a. Um, gospel meeting one time on ezekiel 36 and how basically god's redemptive path of redemption really isn't about you it's about his own glory and we can make it yes he loves us obviously but like it's basically i chose israel for my purposes not for yours yeah. it's not because you're great and so i thought it was pretty good and i think it helped i did okay. one on uh, jesus getting baptized in mark one uh, when i preached through the gospel of mark it wasn't anything like not a great presentation it's not like an outline but it, the the context the text itself hit me so hard between the eyes of you know this is my beloved son and he came to you know adopt us make us his own that he can look at us and say you're my beloved you know i i'm proud you know i'm with whom i'm well pleased and that in christ we can be well pleasing to him and and you know you you've the father thing we talked about earlier that god views you that way is just staggering i mean it's it's really hard to get my head around and so i don't know if it was all that memorable for anybody in the audience but it's one that i still just yeah, I have a hard time even comprehending it. Yeah, nice. Good stuff. All right. Best sporting event you've ever attended? You were there for it, and this is the hilarious part, is you were in the bathroom and the, the line for concessions for the first three quarters. It was a high school football game when I was in East Texas. I was in the bathroom for like two minutes. Don't throw that in like I was in the bathroom. Okay, for like you're, you were in the concession line for like two line. hours. Yeah, I missed the whole game. It was the everybody in my church went to one of two high schools, two rival high schools in this tiny East Texas area. They met in the state playoffs, and the attendance at the game was more than the population of the two towns. Wow. I mean, like, everybody was there. It shut the whole town down. It was incredible. And the winning team, like, they traded touchdowns in the last two minutes, like, back and forth. 
unbelievable. There was like three or four of those guys played in the NFL from this high school game. It was unbelievable. That's really cool. Yeah. And Joe missed it. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think I you were there for like the last Everybody wanted their drinks. But... And I kept thinking, surely this will get better. Surely this will get better. Like, I'm this far in. Nope. It never got better. <laughs> it was so good. It never got better. Mine, I realized I haven't been to a lot of sporting events because it is a very short list. I got to watch Peyton Manning when he was, oh, on, when he was yeah. on the Colts, actually, uh, playing against the Titans. And I was probably 10 or 11 first football game. So, yeah, that's probably it. Very, very nice. cool. Did you have one? Uh, no. All right. No. Uh, what one practice? Be careful here. Would you borrow from a denomination and implement? Was this one that we came up with, or somebody else? I think this I came is up Jack. With it. Yeah. Playing with fire here, buddy. Yeah. Um, I would say this sounds. I don't like the way I put this down here. <laughs> Being more physical, such as laying hands on people while we pray with them. Okay. Something like that, where you know the touchy feely, like we're so much the no stoic. We, we don't do that. We're very stoic. Firm whereas, handshake and move on. Yeah. yeah. The power when I got to work at that uh, addiction recovery place, the power of nine other guys or ten other guys putting their hand on somebody while we're you know praying for them and helping them, and like to see that a forty-five-year-old man burst into tears. The power of the moment was so much. Like it was so crazy. Yeah. I've never really been in part of something like that. I think we could do a much better job of that. I had sort of similar spirit, more spirit-filled worship. Obviously, no instruments or anything like that. You know, nothing anti-biblical. But I think we don't do a good job in the Church of Christ of including the spirit part and the spirit, spirit and truth part. I think mm-hmm. our singing yeah. is stale a lot of times, and we just people are just going through the motions with worship. So again, the denominations get it wrong in a lot of ways. But I think as far as kind of being more spirit-filled, I think they do a little bit better job. So, mm-hmm. do you have one on there? Uh, yeah, corporate confession and absolution. Saying oh, yeah, you know, we have yeah, sinned, yeah. pray for forgiveness, and then. Let everybody know your sins are forgiven. I mean, yeah. I think that's yeah. powerful. All right, uh, fate. We used to go to Florida together every single year for like a decade or so. Favorite Florida trip memory? Um, that first year in the room where it was—I don't know if you guys remember—but the four beds. Yeah, we had. They're like beds. bunk beds, but there were they were kind of against the wall, and so there's four of them, and all four of us in this room yeah. stayed in there, and we just stayed up talking late. And, and I like was chilling, eleven, and you were like yeah, eleven, and Reese, right. what you were nine, or Reese was like eight or yeah, nine. Eight. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it was a ton of fun. Yeah, the uh, the first year we had the football game when our brother-in-law Jack Dodgen was with us, and uh, Joe and I won. Uh, it was Joe, like the only time ja- it was won. Jack and Will against Joe and I. I do think that was the uh, only year they won. Actually, now I, the, <laughs> the, the won fourth down diving catch, walk-off touchdown, won it, and yeah, that was probably the last time we ever won because yeah. Will got faster than all of us and <laughs> yeah, nobody very, could very catch good. him again. So <laughs> that was the end of that. But the first one was fun. Yeah, good stuff. You're 19. Okay. Getting down to it. You guys are a decade apart. What's the biggest difference in your growing up experiences as it pertains to culture? I a tough one. Yeah, I think things change so much with wokeism that, like, the whole world, everything you turn on, the internet every day, like, you're just the, the mental annoyance of you can't watch a TV show, you can't watch a movie, you can't listen to anything, you can't get online. It was so much easier when I was, you know, young. Sort of similar to mine. I was going to say... And I don't know if it'd be cool or if I'm glad mine or that mine shaped out this way of like I was born into just constant technology, kind of constant, mm-hmm. you know, social media and mm-hmm. you know, at least from what I can remember, Jack, you got to kind of watch the evolution of it and see Facebook start and yeah. MySpace and all that and well, like, the light bulb was you know, invented. Was yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but you know That's what why I, mean? I picked white socks I couldn't see in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, I I've kind of always been around technology nonstop. Yeah. Whereas you I think got to watch a little bit more of it, so That'd be what I, I do say. think the '90s was the pinnacle. Sorry, Will, you got to you missed out. I think it was the pinnacle of existence for kids. Yeah, 
just the best. But all right, so that sound, you sound like a, one of those nostalgic '80s people because that's exactly what they. I was a nostalgic about '90s person, and clearly that's not overrated. No, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot about the '90s. <laughs> we didn't have any garbage too. like Top Gun, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your wife's best dish? My wife's got a lot. I mean, just so many that it'd be tough to choose. No, she makes really good Italian rigatoni. Mm. Like, just knock knock my socks off every single time. My wife's chicken parm is it is unbelievable. She still home makes, hasn't made it for us. She home makes the sauce, the red sauce, nothing out of a can, the uh, panko and parmesan crust, and the. Oh, especially I don't think when I've we had do that. Home, I think it was her Alfredo. When I we do thinking. homemade noodles, well, did, her Alfredo. Literally, my wife. She don't miss. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's been like three or four misses, and I will let her know when that happens. It is not very often. Uh, but her chicken parm is next level, like restaurant quality. So Nice. All right. Um, give me your top three quarterbacks of all time. Of course, John Elway. Number one, baby. I mean, that can't number be one. number one. Number terrible, two, terrible uh, Peyton Manning. Really? I, I think Peyton Manning is, is number two. Yeah, and yes, I'm a homer. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan. fan. Go I'll figure. Don't two. sue me. Uh, but yes, I think Manning just understood the game of football better than probably anybody that's ever played the game. And then number three is difficult. I could put Marino on there from skill base. Montana's probably got to be on there. Brady doesn't come close for those people out there that think that Tom Brady needs to be on number three. I think Will does, actually. You'd I've come, come around, man. I don't like the guy, but seven no. rings is seven rings. Seven rings in a system that was perfectly built for him that I literally could have. You could have put in, like, uh, Brady Quinn. If I, was, if I did hottest sports day, it would have been he's the luckiest athlete of all time. Well, that's, that athlete. part is true. I agree with that. But yeah, he walked into seven he's in rings. He's the top three, man. Who no, was your no. third? Uh, Montana. Montana. Okay. Montana. Uh, Elway, Manning. I've never seen anybody play football as good as Mahomes. He's yeah. already up there. Thank you. So, you I think so? Oh, yeah. That's very he's just true. better than he's playing he's a different invent- game. He's reinventing else. the quarterback. And role. as a Broncos fan, that hurts me too. Hey, yeah, you got Russell Wilson. Hey, right. That's another cool thing. Thing I can put on my list of favorite sporting events. I got to see him in high school. So that, was that cool. is really cool. That's, That's pretty true. Cool. Yeah. And he was ridiculously good. He dropped too. what seven in that game that yeah. we watched in White House. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't in the concession stand the whole time. <laughs> that time. I was not actually, but I don't hardly remember the game, which is I don't think I knew what I was watching. Okay, yeah. this is football's overrated. Sorry, right, very much is. What one thing from the past do you wish would be brought back? Uh, for you nostalgic people uh, sharper dress I think going everywhere seeing people in pajamas and sweatpants and all that's that that's a good answer that's a really good answer I put like classy social gatherings you don't really see that much anymore like now it's just when you hear party you think oh like a you know college party or something yeah. no but like they had balls and stuff and not that I'm into dancing or anything but just they had classy get togethers and social social gatherings and stuff what is your greatest athletic accomplishment I think it's me first right yes it is sorry, sorry. Be, so I'm a huge sports guy. I love sports. I didn't get to play a lot of sports. Homeschooled, traveled a lot. So I, mine's not going to be near as good as Joe. I know, I know what Joe's is. is really good. Um, believe it or not, in Decatur, we had flag football. And the first year that we play we, you know, with our with our young people and like one or two adults, we lost every single game. We were a really bad team. The next year, we came back, and I stepped in at quarterback, and we went 3-1, and one, dropped some, I dropped some dimes, absolute dimes, and nice. played, just played really well. Again, it's a flag football, so nothing great, but it was really cool. It was yeah. fun. I didn't get to play football growing up, so that was That's fun. That's cool. Um, mine was when I played JV high school. I was in a three-way scoring race with two other guys on my team, and we weren't even close to the best in high school, our team. Um, but we just stacked our team with three guys, then five people that <laughs> could barely skate. Yeah. Sounds really mean. Um, and I won the scoring title with 50 goals and I think 12 games. Woo. That's awesome. 50 points. Uh, was it 50 points? Yeah. It was a lot of, lot of uh, was it 30? 
Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was in the 30s. That'd be like four goals, goals a game, right? That was I was the coach. That was a, a fun team to coach. Joe, Chris, Chris, go score goals. Everybody else just watch. <laughs> anyway, no. Yeah, no, it was, he, goals he, are all that matter. So that's probably why I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> no, just kidding. He put up a lot of points. It was all fun. right. What do uh, this is a very vulnerable personal one. What do you struggle with most in your Christian walk? This is a tough one. I would say consistency, like consistently finding, because there are some Sundays where you show up just pumped, right? You're just ready. Mm -hmm. And then there are Sundays you show up and you're not. And then there's some weeks where you are consistent on, man, you're waking up, your prayer life's good, your your Bible study's good. And then there's, you know, two, three days or week or weeks sometimes in the plural that go by where you're just struggling to get it done. I would say consistency is my biggest struggle with like, consistently feeling up and spiritual and, and things like that. Working in ministry, I've always struggled with separating the work from the personal. I mean, like mm. you get something out of preparing sermons and classes, but it's not the same as your devotional time with God. And, it, you know, it's easy to just kind of think, well, I, I had time with God today. I was I spent an hour, you know, exegeting Mark or whatever. And it's like, that's not really the same thing. Uh, and so having this over here where it's just my time with God for prayer and study and then this over here that's for public consumption kind of thing, you know. And I know some guys do both. Like what their personal study is is what they preach. That just never clicked for me. Mine would be making sure you contribute the hours to time with God. Just yeah. how little amount of time I feel like we have in our days yeah. and weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> 21, Joe. 21. What has been your proudest moment in life? Uh... I don't. It's a little day to day stuff with the kids, you know. Just again seeing them grow, or just getting a hug from your kids. Uh, you know, the reception I got to church reset was really nice, you know. Um, but that that's a glory to God kind of thing. That's you know you don't want to get too full of yourself because I even looking back on that, there's like, well, there's stuff in there I I think I would change, but you know, still uh, I was I'm I'm proud it's helped some people, I guess. Yeah, like four thousand copies sold. It's pretty that's nice. Pretty good. For me, um, when I was, uh, I think, 17, I spoke at Lats Leaders in front of 5,000 plus people. And that was, that was one that was like, man, that was really cool. And then other than that, as far as the dad front goes, you know, like, like Jack said, there's a lot of things I could name. But when Jackson learned how to fold his hands to pray without us, yeah. ever, without us ever teaching him. Yeah. yeah. Never taught him. He that's just cool. we looked over one day and he, he had his hands folded. I was yeah. like, that's just really cool. Yeah. Really cool. What travel? Uh, me? Yeah, yep, my turn. You. What travel destination would you love to go to that you haven't already been? I'd love to go to Italy. Hmm. I have not been basically anywhere in mid Europe, but Italy would be my choice. I had Rome on mine too. Yeah, Joe's been to Rome. I have indeed. Uh, Tokyo. I'd I thought to you'd been to Tokyo. I have you not have been to Tokyo. Beijing. We went to Beijing and Hong Kong, but have okay. not been to Tokyo. Gotcha. All right. All right. Twenty-one. What is your favorite part about recording Think Deeper over the last two years, and least favorite part about recording Think Deeper over the last two years? Favorite part would be getting to spend time with you guys every day, or every day. It feels like every day sometimes. Mm. We are um, we text every single day, but like getting to like that. I, this is why I think getting to hundred is such a big deal. I really did not think we would get to hundred because of this. It's why it's a big deal, and, and it's also why I, it wasn't that hard either. It's right. yeah. We, we it's look fun. forward to it. It's just yeah. so yeah. much fun. Yeah. So. Looking forward to this every single week and getting to it. And when we did the, um, obviously we do the deep end, uh, that's been a ton of fun as well. So that would be my favorite part. The least favorite part, I'm going to be honest, is getting trashed on social media. Like, <laughs> Yeah, getting, that's not fun. Getting letters sent out and things like that um, is not a ton of fun. And it just kind of creates like, yeah, it, it causes you to lose faith in people for a second, uh, to be straight up honest with you. Uh, and so that is not always fun, but that's okay. There's, uh, yeah, that... You get through it, and luckily I got two guys on 
either side of me right now that very much we came together in those moments and so that's been good yeah i like the you know same as you the time together but it's the before and after we turn on the mics yeah that's mm. true sometimes you know joe will get a text from his wife you guys done no we haven't started recording because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we've been talking for 45 minutes right so. right so uh that's, that's the best part uh, i've been writing online for almost 15 years i'm and i've been working with brad for almost 15 years <laughs> like i'm used to controversy i'm used to mad people i'm used to all caps messages like that doesn't phase me anymore I, I was really bummed that stuff crossed over to hurt family members, wives, yes. you know, things like that. Didn't affect my family as much, but, you know, just some folks involved. It's, yeah, that that was unfortunate. Yeah. Yep, that was my answer, too. Joe, 22. No doubt. Yep, sorry. You keep having to remind me. You're all good. Um, what's one change you'd make to the podcast? I wish... I'm sorry, you're supposed to go first. Oh. Um, I... We've talked about this before. Once we're fully financially self-supported, less restraint. We can just talk about a, a subject rather than thinking, rather than texting Brad, hey, what happens if we have an episode on X, Y, or Z? We'll, we'll get there someday. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Um, I don't see how this is feasible. I, I want some way that we can, some outlet that we can react to live events a little bit more than we do. Yeah. Um, just because it's one of those things like news events are just constant content. You always yeah. are going to have something to talk about. Whereas, you know, with Think Deeper... Which I feel like we've done a really good job. 100 episodes in. I mean, we've talked about a lot of stuff, but... We tried with Think Fast, but it was very... Yeah, I wish there was a way to incorporate it in. I was curious. What do you have to add to that, Joe? Um, Make to the podcast? I would like to do more, again, video stuff. Yeah. Just video content-wise. I just think there's... Between Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, TikTok, that's very much where engagement happens. Right. Uh, If you could only have one book that's not the Bible, what would it be? Convicted by Dr. Brad Harris. My man. Sure. <laughs> On sale now, focuspress.org. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. This is like the only one I do not have an answer for because it's like. It's pretty hard. Yeah. That was a really listener tough. question. Okay. Good question, is, but. This is going to sound so cheesy. Oh, boy. Um, Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by John Gottman. Dr. Dr. John Gottman. I think Julie, his wife, helped. Um, that is. I recommend it to like every one of my clients almost who's going through marital struggles and such. If there's one book that you read for your marriage, I would say read that one. It's so practical. It's so helpful. So for just relationships, but specifically for your marriage, um, very, very helpful. Good stuff. All right. Good stuff. Um, all right. Number 22 uh, for me. When you, want to, when, when you want to study the Bible with someone to convert them, where do you guys personally start? Like what, where is the starting place for you? I think you have to understand their understanding of Jesus. Like who is Jesus in their mind? Is he just a good guy? Is he, did he exist? You know, does, is he, uh, do they think that he's just, yeah, a good teacher? Like what's their conception of Jesus? And I feel like if you can help lead them that way, but that would be how I'd start. Uh, I had a preacher friend in East Texas who uh, had a study through Mark and I loved it because it just did exactly that. I mean, Mark starts off with the claim, hey, this is the son of God, and I'm going to prove it to you. And then he goes about the book proving it of like he really is, and then you end up at the cross and the soldier looking up, hey, that was the son of God, you know. Um, and and so his study is, is one I've, I've used before, handed out, stuff like that. Um, just to ask questions, all right, what is this teaching you about Jesus? If if Jesus did this, what does that mean, you know? And so and Mark, I think, is, is the answer. Yep. Number 23, what is your favorite pastime with your family? Uh, playing in the backyard, uh, just especially before daylight savings, we'd go out after dinner, just run around, play tag, you know, kick a soccer ball around, whatever. Um, Sunday afternoons, and then we don't have Sunday evening service. We kind of do the long morning thing, just going, we usually take a couple hours outside. It's a lot of fun. That's, That's awesome. cool. 
Uh, yeah, with my wife and kids, it's playing ball with Jackson right now. He's, mm. Anytime there's a ball, he really wants to play. So I like doing that. With my, if I'm bringing my extended family, like siblings and stuff, love playing cards. That's like our, yeah, that's our go-to. It's just turn the football game on, play some cards. So nice. How about you? Curious. Uh, cozy time. <laughs> Harrison. Harrison's uh, called it. With his fireplace. Nice. My five-year-old loves got a fireplace for his birthday, a, an electric fireplace. He loves getting cozy at night, and we just sit around and talk about the day, kind of decompress, put on some one of those um youtube jazz videos where it's kind of lo-fi or whatever mm. and um yeah just sit and decompress talk about the day he always says so what are we going to talk about <laughs> he's what is he five he's That's five crazy. and we uh just love talking about things so smart yeah. dude all right uh top three all-time desserts this was not my question so you get as specific or unspecific as you want so I think we both went kind of more generic, more like generic. just what's your three favorite desserts. So uh, this is in order. Number one. Actually, I'll start with number three. Uh, banana pudding. I love, really? love banana pudding. My mom, specifically, if she's listening, her banana pudding. When done pudding well, it's very good. Out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, just a warm, out of the oven chocolate chip cookie. Of course. Is very tough to beat. Yeah. Just home homemade, of course. And then number one, chocolate peanut butter milkshake is my okay. all-time favorite dessert, as far as generically speaking oh, goes. Anything peanut butter. Um, except, interestingly... Yeah. Okay. That's, that's number two. <laughs> so number three, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say is fried ice cream. If it's Ooh, if it's good fried nice. ice cream, I've only had that once. I think I need to try. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh man, there's a place in Denver that does it better than anybody. Anytime we go back, we get it. Number two is something of my own invention, and I don't know how I don't have diabetes yet. Um, it is brownie batter ice cream. Oh man. And then you melt <laughs> you melt Jif peanut butter. Why have you not made this for us yet? Uh, oh it's, my word. So you take ice cream. And then you make brownie batter, egg and all. Yes, I'm probably going to get salmonella one of these days. Egg and all. And you just pour the batter over the ice cream. And then you melt Jif and you pour that over. Oh, my and goodness. You, I, you added the peanut butter twist after I moved out because you it's, used to do that when I was there. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So that's number two. And number one, just the OG. Your, it was number. It was your number two, but chocolate chip cookies with a glass of milk, like yep. ice cold milk. It is so Fresh out of the oven. Yeah. If it's a good recipe, there's nothing better than that. So yeah. do you have uh, any add-ons that you'd give nah, I'm, you know i'm the cookie guy yeah really that's true jack makes a lot of really good cookies all right my number 23 i think this was a listener submitted question mm-hmm. top of your bucket list get on joe rogan's podcast oh my <laughs> goodness <laughs> i really do think it'd be a ton of fun to like i don't know just shoot the breeze with with high thinking people i i thought on this one for a long time um I, I do that every week by the way fellas right yeah shoot the breeze with high thinking people joe, for right. sure mm-hmm. shout out to my uh, co-host compliment but no i would say um there we go. I had to fix the computer. Um, man, I thought about the bucket list. I've gotten to travel. I've gotten to do a lot of good stuff. I need a lot of good food. Like I've I've lived a very blessed life, and so at this point, I would like to see Machu Picchu and climb from the high, the five mile hike or whatever that it is. I, I think it's a lot longer depending on the hike you take. But I think that would be really cool. Um, or like climbing Everest would be really cool. But I'm yeah, never gonna do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, build on our land. We uh, got mm. a little bit of acreage. The house is fine. It's, we raise our family in it, but it's like a 50-plus-year-old house, and it, it shows it some ways, and so just uh, getting to build on it, uh, something of our own design would be pretty cool. There you go. Nice. If you could preach one message to the entire church, what would it be? I have a specific... I'm sorry, I'm cutting off Jack again. Jack, you're supposed to go first. Uh, no, go ahead. i got to find it. I've got a specific and a generic answer. The generic answer, step up your parenting step up your parenting and the specific answer to go with that is pull your kids out of public school that is uh, again that is a think deeper classic as far as a take of ours but if i could preach one message to the entire church again generically we got to step up our parenting and a again very practical more specific outlet of that is we got to get our kids out of public school yeah 
So they say every time you're writing a book that like everything in the world becomes about what that book talks about, and it's true. I've, I've been down this road before. Uh, so it's the the Christian elitism thing, you know, like we need leaders, shepherds, people taking responsibility for what's going to come next in the church, um, rethinking eldering stuff like that. So good stuff. All right. Uh, is my question. I think again? We're at eighty oh, yeah. minutes, by the way, fellas. So we are a little behind. A little behind. This is question seventy one. If I'm doing the math right. Yeah, we're Ooh. getting there. Okay. All right. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, what is the first 24. thing you would tell 16-year-old? Yeah, what is the first thing you would tell 16-year-old you? We had the question earlier about uh, what you tell a young man, but specifically yourselves, knowing what you've been through since you were 16. I would say take the time to develop good habits in every single area of life. Finance, like with money, develop good habits. With working out, exercise, develop good habits. With Bible study, develop good habits. I mean, fill in the blank because... I'd say I developed a lot of really good habits at 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. If I developed those at 16, I can't imagine where I would be now. Sure. And so that would definitely be something I tell 16-year-old me is develop those habits, stick with it, and yeah. About yeah. you? I would tell him I know about your raging porn addiction. Still love you. Still care about you. Go talk to somebody. You need to tell somebody to get out of this, and it's going to be okay. Your reputation can take the hit, um, but that's what it's going to take to get out of it is to come clean. If I had known that at 16... It took me a couple of years later before I was actually willing to do it. I think that would be huge and would have set me on a, a much better path a lot quicker. Sure. All right. What is the what is y'all's favorite class you took at Bear Valley? Romans with Dr. Danny Petrillo or there's probably the top three. Romans, Hebrews with Dan Owen, uh, Dr. Dan Owen, which Jack already referenced his podcast. And um, to, the most helpful one was Exegesis. I don't know if, if it was my favorite in terms of content, but the most helpful by far was Exegesis with Dr. Petrillo. Uh, but Romans was a ton of fun. Nice. Yeah. Exegesis came to mind first, but I felt like Dr. Dan's uh, John, the Gospel oh, of John class, like, too. showed you how to do it yeah. really well. Uh, that, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that class. Same with his Hebrews. You came out of I there. I mean, I had the legendary Warren Wilcox for Hebrews, which was great. But, mm-hmm. you know, Dan, I'm sure, did a really good job of that, too. Yeah, you just come out knowing... Like, yeah, knowing the book, less notes on your computer, more in your Bible, which is always helpful. 25, you're both big coffee drinkers. What's the best way to drink your coffee? Drip, Americano, espresso, etc. I like the little ones called a Cortado, but it's like four ounces. And so, like, I don't order it very often because, I mean, you're going to pay that money to, like, have a, just a so shot of coffee, you know. For the coffee literate, what is a Cortado? Well, you would know better than I would. Isn't it four shots? Is it four shots? Uh, My well, dad orders it a lot. Yeah, you can get it with more shots, but it, it's it's like a one-to-one it's coffee and milk. That's right. And yeah, so yeah, it's thicker, it. you know, uh, than a latte. But it's espresso is, and milk. So yeah, four yeah, shots espresso. of espresso and, and... Well, you can get it with like two shots of espresso and then like... A few but it's just, yeah, one half milk, gotcha. one half espresso. Yeah, okay. and so it's a very small thing, but it's more coffee-y than a latte. Yep. Um, I like espresso drinks the best because when I, I, I like to enjoy my coffee. I don't just... Like I'm with Jack, just the two sips isn't great. So some kind of espresso drink, I would say, is is my preferred okay. way. Although I like them all, I like drip, I like you know, all of it. So, did you have a particular? I, I love a good brevet. I'm more of a half and a half guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's nice. strong stuff. It is, and it's fattening stuff. All right, what's the best part of your day? Coming home and seeing my little boy for the first time all day. <sighs> Don't take my sorry. Uh, it's kind of the it's easy pretty one, easy. It yeah, is I easy mean, one. I get up pretty early most days, and um. Sometimes don't get home till late, and so just the excitement in his eyes is just yeah. the coolest thing. Because I'm, of course, really excited also. I had that one, but I also had um, getting up early. My wife and I, now that I'm hitting the gym early with Jack, this is tougher to do since the kids are up by the time I get home. But when we're up at 6 a.m. and we go watch the sunrise together, we read our Bibles together, we drink some coffee together, and it's 
that is the best part. And we, sometimes we can do it on the weekends now. Um, but, uh, yeah. Or coming home and just, daddy, you know. Yeah. They run into your arms. There's nothing better than that. All right. Favorite and least favorite hymn. We did something similar to this on our holiday episode, but it's been a year. So let's refresh our deep thinker's memory here. Yes. My favorite hymn. It is, it is well with my soul. I Great just love one. that one. Uh, Hallelujah, What a Savior is, is a... Um, That's a good one. Probably the lyrics like, of that one are great. Yes, I would say that one's like very, very close second. Uh, the my least favorite currently right now is Happy Day. Oh, Happy Day. Yeah, I just can't stand that song. Really? I, I don't think you said that it. on the holiday episode. I, I didn't say it on you the said holiday it before. Episode, that you said it before, but hate I have it, said. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, it's, there's no. It doesn't like, match. It doesn't match at all. I think it's the way we sing it. But even problem. if we sang it, I still don't even. I don't know. It just I don't like it that much. Uh yeah, that I had that for least favorite. Uh, favorite is uh, his grace reaches me. Mm, nice, that's good. Will you got one in there? Um, I didn't. I wasn't prepared. Uh, least favorite. I do not, don't like Amazing Grace. I don't know if it's my least favorite, but I'm not. A wow, favorite. that is a hot reason. take. The slowness and amazing. It's just no. Yeah, yeah, but that a is a song that you can like. The song leader can sing it as slowly as they want, and they often do. They usually. That's very pretty rough. Yeah. All right, favorite piece of Christian media? Shout out Riley for the question. Yeah, well, uh, we have a question coming up on Christian music. I, I just don't listen to it. Uh, Christian movies, I don't know. I mean, I like the Narnia stuff, so we'll go with that. Courageous was really good. Okay. The As far as Christian media, yeah. Christian movies, I was yeah. thinking Courageous by the, what is that group called? The, Kendrick Brothers. Yeah, Kendrick Brothers. Yeah, 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 they did a really good job with that movie. Yep. Joe, do you have a thought on that one? Um, there's, a, there's an app that we follow uh, that's... Got some really, really good content on it, but it's a denominational thing. But I like some of their stuff. Um, Canon Plus, they have some good stuff. But okay. yeah, nothing nothing that really comes to mind. Uh, some things, uh, we always say, some things you gotta, you'd got obviously disagree with, but a lot of good stuff out there, I'd say. But um, yeah, we'll get to the Christian music one. What have you learned from two years of the podcast? I would say I've learned, kind of tied back to a previous question, that open an honest discussion about biblical and cultural topics is both incredibly needed, like more than ever, but also incredibly uncomfortable for people. Mm-hmm. Like I always kind of knew that, but like, again, doing the podcast, addressing topics that just, we kind of have our standard staple answers on in the church of Christ that don't ever really get hit. And we hit on them and it's, yeah, like people need it. We, we get a lot of good feedback. Hey, really appreciate you guys talking about this. And then we also get the, you know, why are you guys talking about it type of mm-hmm. questions? And so it's needed and uncomfortable at the same time for a lot of people. So. Yeah. I was going to say the um, very similar to that, which is one of the biggest things I've learned is like there are a lot of people that do think deeper, that really want to know. They, yeah. they are okay with getting outside the box. That's They're okay with thinking about it. And so I very much learned that. And I would say to kind of come back to the other thing, I have learned how to take criticism. I feel like a little bit more of, you know, you try to roll with the punches a little more than what I did. So those would be the two things I've, I've learned. All right. If you could change one thing about how the church operates right now, what would you change? Yeah, the the obviously leadership structure we've talked about, but what I would say actually one big change, I would change pew configuration. Mm. Because the yeah. moment you walk in, it's like this is different. And from then on out, every I feel like everything would flow if it looked different, people would have a mindset of we are here to do things for one reason, which is to glorify God to the best of our ability. So I would change pew configuration instead of just the as you talked about movie you know, theater setup movie theater setup the hey we're all just here to the consumer setup as jack might say um so that's what i would change closed communion mm. hey, you, you've that's brought, you one. brought that's that good. up before yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's very good i think a lot would flow from it 27 yep what's one thing always worth splurging on 
You're going to spend good money? What's one Jack thing? says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, there's something we did in L.A. The decent meal in a place you're not going to go back to. That's one of those things that... Uh, you, well, so there's a a sandwich place in New York City that makes the best of sandwiches in America every time you ever see one of those lists. I walked into the place and it was like, oh, $20 for a sandwich? Now that's ridiculous. And I left and I ate airport food. Yikes, I, I kick yeah. myself every time I see it on a list. Just do it. And so we went to like that and got the crazy burger in LA. It was an expensive burger. I'm not going to be there again, you know? So that one. So I had good food on mine, but good food with travel. Travel. Sure. Like, yeah. again, I think I brought this up before, but when I'm going on a trip... Me and my wife went to Atlanta last weekend. I was not paying attention to how much money we were spending. So, right. travel and good food. So, good stuff. All right. Uh, Christian music yeah. time. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Christian music? Personally, I don't... And this is a spicy one for, for this episode. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I don't listen to it a lot because, quite frankly, it's usually not that great. Um, <laughs> I just don't think it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of funny like tweets and memes about it. Um, I, I do think there's value in you are placing your mind on something a little bit better than what the radio is playing. I, I, I've always agreed with that take. Of course, the, the instruments thing get, gets a lot of people of, are you worshiping or are you not? I don't know. To, to me, when I'm listening to it, it I'm not worshiping. I'm, I'm trying to center my mind on God, think about God, and it's more of just a, not entertainment purposes, but I'm just trying to think on better things, I yep. guess. And so mm-hmm. that's why I personally don't have a problem with it. Still don't do it, hardly ever. But I certainly don't make it a fellowship issue either, like some certain, like some do. But yeah. um, good question, Joe. What are your thoughts? I'm curious. I have a problem more with the Hill song than I do with like DC Talk or something, or like you know Kanye West's album um, "Jesus Is Lord." I thought it was actually really, really good, and there was worship music to it, I suppose. But like the Hill song stuff, where it's very clearly this is what they're singing in the denominational churches. There's a difference such, in a, so- a worship song versus a song about God. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so for the song about God, if that's the Christian music, yeah, I would rather be listening to that than rap artists talk about hoes or whatever, like, horrible thing. You know what I mean? You mean chicks. Chicks, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, so I agree it's, that, yeah. But I don't, I'm not a big fan of Christian music just in terms of its quality. But I don't have, a, I think it's a conscience issue, personally. I think if your conscience is very bothered by it, obviously don't listen. But I don't think you can bind that on somebody else. I'm curious to your thought real quick. The, the meme that I was trying to remember... It's like, this is a joke about Christian music. This is a joke about Christian music. <laughs> right. Key change. This is a joke about <laughs> Christian music. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, just not interested. So, yeah. All right. Shortest answer Jack's given. Yeah, all say, right. Yeah. Number 27. We are at 90 minutes. 27 times 3 we're, is 84. We're close. We, we got it. We got it. 84. We're close. 81. Yikes. All right. What is your absolute favorite thing to eat? We had a best meal ever question. This is not this. This is just, what is your favorite thing to eat? Cheeseburgers. A solid cheeseburger is very, very tough to beat. Cheeseburger and fries was my answer. Yeah. Nashville hot chicken, fries, and ranch. Yeah. Nice. A few nice. places do it well, though. Well Hattie B's has fallen off, man. I, I make Sad a better day. one than them. Yours is... Alyssa and I were talking about that today. It's very, very good. Jack makes it killer. Um, hot chicken. Okay. You both are gym junkies. What's your favorite and least favorite workout? I like a deadlift. Uh Makes my back feel a lot better if I do it right. Uh, running, can't stand it in any form. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, my favorite squats. Okay. I, lo- I love mm-hmm. doing squats. Makes my legs feel really good. Uh, least favorite, I uh, should have put running. I didn't think about that one, but basically any ab workout ever. Yeah. <laughs> those are, those yeah. are tough. I'm not a fan of those. Nice. All right. What is an attribute of a biblical person you would take if you could? Abraham's faith, Peter's boldness, etc. I put two things from one guy. Paul's head knowledge mm-hmm. I would kill for, um, but also his endurance. 
Yeah. Like when you read the stuff he went through, what is it, Second Corinthians eleven, I think, and just his determination, it's like, man, I, I think he's his endurance. I'd love to have. He stole it. Yeah, mine was Paul's determination. Yep. He just, the guy never stopped, man. Um, no matter what he went through, and uh, so yeah, that would be mine. Reese's prediction is coming true. We're not gonna. We got like eight minutes to tackle a bunch more. Questions. I don't know if he was waving us at time or if he didn't like the Paul answer. Yeah, I think I think it was the time. So. Yeah, that's okay. We're gonna keep no, going. No. All right. All right. Uh, favorite memory with your wife and kids of all time. This is a very difficult one. I have one with my wife, and then I have one probably with my kids. But Give for them both. for all of them together, um, California this year we went to we traveled as a family out to California, and we just made some like we walked into Legoland. Obviously, we're boycotting Disney. Um, but we walked into Legoland and just the look on the boys' faces was yeah. like, this is the coolest thing ever. And so that was a, one of those core memories that I'll remember. Um, uh, favorite memory with my wife, there's a lot of them. Um, there's been some traveling memories that I would put very highly on the list, but just a couple nights in, you know, where we just had some fun. So, yeah. Uh, all that road tripping we did a couple months ago, uh, I got to take them on a lot of it and that's not fun, uh, to one-year-old twins and a three-year-old and a five-year-old it's just not fun so we would stop every few hours get some food and go to a park and it was it drives me nuts i'm one of those get there kind of guys but playing on the playground with the kids and all that just a lot of fun just kentucky uh illinois arkansas all over all over the midwest and south and all that so what's your hottest biblical take oh you go ahead oh make me go first on this one uh, we're hopefully going to drop an episode on it soon. I'm like 90% of the way to being a permanence view of marriage type of guy. Okay. Uh, marriage, divorce, remarriage, hot topic, permanence mm-hmm. view. Look it up if you're not familiar with it. That's probably hot. That's probably a pretty hot one. I had a really hard time with this. Uh, a fun one I had a discussion with some guys with recently was, uh, Job can be found outside of Job. And that could go really, really deep. Like he might be referenced a few times in the Bible. Oh, elsewhere. that's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. What's uh? What's yours? I'm curious. I, I didn't write one down. You guys know me. Oh boy, I would get there's in trouble always got on this podcast. That's true. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, we we can't. Moving right. on. Yes. Twenty nine. Your personal role model, and uh, this was a listener question. You can't say Jesus. My dad, for sure. That's pretty easy for me. This is really difficult. Jackie and I were talking about this. Um, I think I have role models. My I, my dad's a role model in a lot of ways, and then there's other like there are other people that I would look to to be a role model in other ways. I think you're. You know, you're a role model of mine. Will, there's things that obviously, the determination, the knowledge that I talked about, like those are the things that I think I take from a lot of different people. That's a cop-out answer. But there's not one person that I look at and go, man, everything about them is what I want to be. There's multiple parts of multiple people sure. that I think I would like. Sure. But my dad would be a big one, for sure. All right. So I just had a marriage and family question. We're going to switch it up. How would you spend your day if your wife and kids were gone and you had no work to do? Okay. I made a list. Um, <laughs> I clean the house a little bit. I would. Are you, are you serious? Oh, yeah. On your one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. Because right. I, I don't feel good if things are not clean. And it gives you something like, I did something today. Instead mm-hmm. of, I just wasted my entire day. Like, I did something. So I would do that. I'd start. And then I would probably call up a friend, see if they want to hit up uh, or go go watch a movie, um, go out to eat, come home, read a good book. Um Watch a sports game, something like that, and get in bed. That would be my so reading. I like going to the movies. There's hardly anything movie, to go. Yeah, there's hardly anything to go see. I haven't been in forever. That's one thing I was going to bring up. What's one thing you wish could be brought back? Good cinema. Good that, movies. That'd be nice. I liked going. Family to movies, movies, man. True. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I, it's been so long. I have no idea. Uh, I'd read, go to the gym, go to a coffee shop, maybe. Uh, honestly, shop, I, I would yeah. sit down and write. I enjoy writing. I don't get it like. 
all the other duties make it really hard to sit down and do focused writing. So, yeah, I know that's work, but... I'd play golf. Uh, golf go. would be a good one. You get that 80. Alyssa and I are starting <laughs> to give each other an hour or two a week where we just have that, where we go. And uh, it has been very nice. And I go and I make notes. Uh, my notebook's over there. But I make notes, my little notebook, therapy notes, biblical ideas. I brainstorm and just kind of journal, and that's been very nice. Um, okay. More of a mild breeze, but... But, yeah, know. well... <laughs> I touch it. Okay. Never mind. Um, what's one thing you wish you had? What's one thing you wish had never been invented? Income taxes. <laughs> Will? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't think of much of anything. Nukes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, uh, favorite holiday and why? Another Thanks- listener question. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Coming up here soon. Um, in fact, this will be dropping the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think. Absolutely. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yes. I love the the values that are centered around Thanksgiving. I love Christmas a lot too. In fact, the Christmas like season I probably like better. Just more more cool things about it. But Thanksgiving Day, my favorite holiday. You got you got your family there. You're watching football. Beautiful weather typically. Um, good food. There's just such a homey, welcoming feel about Thanksgiving that For you sure. just can't beat. I think Thanksgiving is the best holiday. My favorite, actually, now that I think about it, is Christmas. And it's because the great food and the family time that you get at Thanksgiving, I also get at Christmas. You get it for but you get you get it for longer. You get gifts. You know, you're giving gifts. You get to see the joy on people's faces, especially with the kids. There's nothing like getting to see your five year old walk into a gift that sure. he's like, it makes his entire year. So that's probably my favorite now. Um, well, I think that's you. Yeah, we're at number 30 for me. <laughs> oh, I'm excited about this one. Mount Rushmore of restaurants you won't be found dead in. Ruby Tuesdays, Applebee's, Cheddar's, and Golden Corral. Okay. Oh, Golden Corral <laughs> has to be on the list. That's yeah, great. I thought yeah. about that one. Applebee's, Long John Silver's, Johnny Carino's, if they're still around. And TGI Fridays. I always like the food at Carino's, the worst service of anywhere yeah, ever. It's true. Long John TGI Silver's Carino's. was a good inclusion. Very, yeah. The grease is, oh man. It's bad. not good. I like that. All right. It's a good one. 31, okay. go. 31, here we go. Um, what's one fact about you that very few know? It came up earlier. I'm actually quite good in the kitchen, I would say. Patting myself on the back. That's very true. <laughs> it's got a lot of good stuff. Um, some people know it, some don't. I, <laughs> I like name brand clothing and I really like to buy shoes. Love buying sneakers too. These yeah. two, both yeah. of them. Jack owns like two pairs of shoes. And he wears white socks with them. Yep. Comfortable as all Joe, get what's your, what, do you have an answer? I'm curious. On, um, fact about oh, you. In fact, about me? No. No, I'm, I'm a boring guy. I Open mean, ho- book. Hockey stuff, I would say. People don't know. You might have been beaten by now, but you were the youngest graduate of uh, Bear Valley Bible Institute. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that sounds arrogant to say. I don't think I've been beaten. I don't. <laughs> this sounds very arrogant. I don't know that I ever will be beaten as you, that. I, I don't know. We'll have to talk when we get off. Sorry about it. Yes. All right. Uh, what's is it back to me? Yes, number thirty-one. What's something you're embarrassed to admit you like? <laughs> um, I think Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber make really good music. <laughs> I was actually, and I'm not that embarrassed about it. Actually, uh, I think they're pretty good. Boy. I'm gonna say roast I actually them, like please. some of Taylor Swift songs. Roast them, please. Say it louder, Joe. What'd you say? Yeah, I do. I do like some of Taylor Swift's music. It is one of those guilty things. Matter of fact, um, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> yeah, I actually I went into my artists on um, iTunes and I switched her name from Taylor Swift <laughs> to original artist. Are you yeah. serious? You know yeah. where it kind of falls so into it. People couldn't see it. And so oh people can see goodness. it. Yeah, and uh, that way because I was pretty embarrassed by it. But yes, Taylor Swift has some good music. Reese, I can't, I'm old, I can't read that clock, man. Do we hit 100? Oh, uh, our, our interns oh, give right. us business here. the last here. minute, okay. Um, I answered this one already with my most overrated, but most overrated movie and most overrated musical artist. Okay. Movie, I struggle on this one. There's a lot of them. Top Gun is definitely on there. Um, Dead Poet Society, since we already mentioned Top Gun. It's wrong. Dead Poet Robin Society. Williams is the bad guy. 
Ooh, that's a hot take. I just did. I thought it was kind of a garbage movie, and everybody says, "Oh, it's a classic with Robin Williams." I just didn't think it was good. And most overrated musical artist, I think, is Kendrick Lamar. I don't listen. You didn't to his say music. Beyonce. Got to be Beyonce. Oh yeah, that's a great one, Beyonce. She's very overrated. All the female rappers are overrated. But Kendrick Lamar, people act like he is <laughs> the hottest thing ever. Drake. Oh, I should have uh. said Drake. Any rap artist, <laughs> they're all overrated. Man. All right. Uh, Reese, we're not hitting the. We're, we're not, not hitting, hitting the time. I will say. say fine, I will right? say. Shout out to everybody who is still with us. We know this is going to be our longest episode yeah, ever. We're having fun. It's very self indulgent. We're is. just goofing off. We hope you're having a good time too. Answering the questions for yourself, and again, give them the business about their music takes. Now we, we may be to hear Jax. He asked the question. Yeah, exactly. Please. What's one well, thing you're on. embarrassed to admit, Jax? Oh, uh, you guys. Track. Yeah, I play that Carly Rae. Carly Rae. I know. Yeah, that's yeah right. give it to him. <laughs> that is a jam. At least man. Taylor Swift right. is multi-platinum. Um, oh yeah, it's more like the hipster. Can write lyrics really. All right. Oh yeah, we already most rated people mad. Let's make the 90s people mad. Overrated movie, Jurassic Park. Overrated band, Nirvana. All right, let's Whoa. Go. Moving on. He's not wrong, but people. Sorry, okay. 90s people. What are your biggest pet peeves? Jack, you're up. Next level grammatical errors. Like, everybody knows the 2-2-2. Two, 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 there, there, there. Mine, man. But where people say, oh, I'm just biased. No, you're biased. biased. Right. Or I was just dominant. No, you were dominant. You know, things like that. I could care less. Yes. I couldn't care yeah. less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got three. Okay. <laughs> people drive him crazy. You know, no. My biggest pet peeve is people flaking out of commitments. The the flakiness of like, oh yeah, we'll see if we can make it. Yeah, we'll be there. Oh no, we can't make it. So like just either commit or don't commit. Own it. The, yeah. the flakiness drives me nuts. Uh, I put not knowing basic basic the basic stuff drives me nuts. Like okay. you, you're supposed to know the difference in two and two. You and your or your and your. You're there, supposed to know there, these there, things. Yeah. Like it's not that hard. It's basic. Um, and then uh, compliment fishing. Can't yeah. stand when people mm-hmm. compliment fish. Oh, I'm not very good at that. Yeah. yeah, like they're they're wanting you. To, I always never say something on purpose. Like, That's what you want. That's mean, but <laughs> chewing, with, chewing with your mouth open. Yeah, yeah. you inherit drives, that one. Drives yeah. me nuts. And the licking your fingers after. No. There's no worse. <laughs> there's no worse sound on earth. No. I'd rather hear ch- fingers on a chalkboard. <laughs> so anyway, back to me. Back to you. You can only listen to one album the rest of your life. What is it? I have band on mine. Is it album? Only or band? one. I have did, band. Did I change that? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have band. All right, well, I'm changing it to artist because go for it. I'm a big band guy. Morgan Wallen. No, okay, there for you sure. go. The Beatles. Okay, Jack, what's yours? Bob Dylan. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> if I had to pick one band, probably the Beatles. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I meant album, and I forgot I changed it on you guys. Go ahead. All right. Uh, favorite and least favorite thing about living in the South. I'm curious about this one. Okay, my favorite thing I would say is friends and family being so close. You guys yeah. being here, just getting to getting together so close uh, and so much. I'd say that's the best. The least favorite is a tie between the humidity, but also the bugs. I think I'm getting used to the humidity. These you guys grow bugs like yeah, ten times bigger true. than Colorado, and yeah. like there's a ten times, ten billion times more. Colorado, you walk out and there's like, oh, there's one mosquito on my back porch. Here, it's like, I got sixty spiders in my room crawling. Around. I, yeah. just, I can't, I can't get through it. Uh, favorite is the the friendliness and the vestiges of, of Christian culture. I mean, the Bible Belt. Obviously, there's a lot of analysis goes into that, but there's still you can be openly Christian more here than others. Uh, least favorite, I don't have that much. Uh, snakes, no, you know, copperhead stuff yeah. like that. So okay, nice. Favorite Christian writer outside of obviously biblical books. I mean, C.S. Lewis. The <laughs> I I like there. I, I hesitated to pick him, but it's because he has the fiction and nonfiction. Yeah. I, said, like, I couldn't think of anybody that I would put above C.S. Lewis. Right. What's your What's your answer, Joe? Uh, favorite Christian writer. C.S. Lewis is really good. I haven't read enough. Uh, like, R.C. Sproul's got some good stuff, um, which might get us 
killed mm-hmm. on it. I don't know. Spit Spurgeon, out the bones. Spurgeon's spit out got the bones, some stuff. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Spit out the bones. But um, yeah, probably C.S. Lewis. I love his stuff. Yeah, he's got great stuff. What is something you wish you knew better about the Bible? Uh, I put the Greek language. Mm. I'd like to know. I'd like to know way more about Greek. And then Bible specific, the the major prophets. I'd like to yeah. keep my knowledge there. I was going to say, uh, knowing Hebrew would be very nice, um, but typology. I'm fascinated by it. There's so much typology we've missed that now that I'm just like touching the surface of it, it's mind-blowing. So I would love to get more into typo- typological work. How about All right. you? Oh, sorry. Really, Exodus through Deuteronomy. You know, there's yeah. the law. You just kind of don't touch it. Like, oh, yeah, well, there's a lot of those laws. No, there's a lot in there. It's just you got to really dig for it. Yeah. Question 99. 99. Here. Mount Rushmore of states you would never live in. Man. Let's make some people don't, mad. Yeah, don't hate me for this. Um, Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Wyoming. <laughs> That's Wyoming. easy for me. Interesting. There's nothing it's a there. Pretty, it's pretty. It's, pretty. it's very pretty. Very pretty. But there is nothing there. The other I'm ones made sense. Nice Wyoming thing is you're not going to offend anybody because like 10 people live there. You'd rather live in North Dakota than Wyoming. Yeah, maybe North Dakota. That's See, true. I had the two Dakotas. Nebraska, because uh, A, Nebraska, but B, the college football thing. Yeah, just no, no Nebraska. Kansas, right. You know, I put Kansas on the list because I never liked driving it. I will say, the best fall colors I saw in all my travels. Jack's a Kansas months, guy. It was in oh Kansas. Oh, my word. What a Kansas guy. I'm not a Kansas guy, but <laughs> wow. I, I, I was impressed. So, But it's still on my list. I'm, I just don't want to do it. It's still on <laughs> <laughs> through all so, of it. It's still there. I'm, I'm giving it more credit, but, you know, we got to pick something. Oklahoma. I Nova. mean, like, when you said never, there's places like politically I'm not going to move to right now. But, you know, they come around. I could move there. Right. Places, you know, North Dakota. Eh. North Dakota, I will change out for... Um, Wyoming. Freezing. The other, th- the other three. nothing in North Dakota. Yeah, the other three I will not. If you have right. a listener in North Dakota, please comment. That, I don't think we, I don't yeah, think that I don't was one of our wrong. states that got filled out. So and tell me why I'm wrong for that. Yeah. All the Oklahoma people, feel free to tell me why I'm wrong. You're still going to be wrong. So I know we got a lot of Oklahoma listeners. Shout out to all of them. But A lot of them, yeah. I just can't. I do not like that state. Jack, read question 100. We are at the <laughs> at the last, last mark one. here. We did not make the 100 minutes. Reese was correct. But again, shout out to everybody who listened. We had a lot of fun with this. Let's get to uh, question 100. Absolutely. This is from our guy Titus, one of my co-hosts on Who Let the Dogma Out. If all three hosts entered the octagon for a three-way grudge match, who would come out victorious? <laughs> we decided the best way to answer this was to actually do it. So here we so go. Here we go, yeah. <laughs> Jell, let's start with you. I would say... If it was not for two back surgeries, I think I'd win. Oh, here we go. If it wasn't. With my back, it kind of depends. If my back holds up, I think I'd win just because I'd sit on you guys. I'm I'm hearing excuses. I'm a lot heavier than both of them. So I think um, size-wise. But I'm not near as fast and near as limber. But uh, from size, I'd still... Here's the difficulty. (laughs) Sorry, I'm hitting my mic here. Here's the difficulty is you're obviously the most athletic. There's not a debate. Will is the most athletic. You've gotten a lot. You still have the raw manpower, strength. the raw strength, because no offense yeah. to Will, but hes I don't think he's come into the full raw strength of, like, you know, the broad shoulders and he's such, and I think old. he will. But I think there is a, yeah. But for me, I'm fat, so <laughs> <laughs> I just sit on you. Yeah. Well, your turn. I'm going to bet on myself. I think I'm winning You kind of have yeah, to, right? Yeah, of course. I feel like yeah. Will. I feel like Will probably would, but... Oh, that's two votes for Will. But if I... <laughs> If I, like, actually connected, which I, I'm too slow, but if I actually connected on something, I think I'd probably do more damage connecting on something. Mm-hmm. Jack, I, still, Jack, you're still got to be well, Of course I'm betting on myself. I, I think more than anything, and, you know, I'm, I'm a man of fruit of the spirit, man, but I'm, I'm just meaner than both of you guys. 
<laughs> yeah, Jack. I used to fight Jack okay. as a kid. The way Reese yeah. was nodding his head, you know, like everybody in the room knows. Well, him, Jack you know. bullied Reese for years when he oh, was young. Poor Reese. I lived with the guy. I know all about it. Yeah. No, that Jack's bulldog mentality would probably yeah. be tough to tough to combat. I could so. tell you stories about him on the rink that are absolutely oh hilarious. there's some funny i never heard no that's the funny thing i got multiple people thrown out of games for telling them to punch me and they did and i didn't punch back that, no that it's more true. of the mouth stuff oh, <laughs> yeah jack's mouth got him in a lot of trouble <laughs> those are some funny stories you were in the box more in one Shout. game there probably was my entire life i never fought anybody year 15 years of hockey did you never not? fought anybody nope really didn't impressive pansy i will say shout <laughs> see shout. i told you fruit of the spirit i've the, the, the <laughs> self-control's there but if i need to mouth, claw my way out of a cage Still working Titus. on the James Three Tongue thing. I yeah, think. that's yeah. right. That's right. Thanks, yeah. Titus. For Shout out to Titus time. for that awesome question. That Guys, this has question. been a blast. Episode yeah. 100. Um, we're still going to keep rolling. Episode 101 is coming next week. Yeah. we got a lot of good topics lined up. Um, as always, we are wanting the, su- the suggestions that you have. we got some good suggestions with some of the questions that were submitted yep. that we didn't have time for. We'll probably for have episode. a good two question and answer episodes here sometime around the time of the year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, on a serious note, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody again. Mm-hmm. The best holiday, in my opinion. I uh, hope everybody has an awesome week. Um, guys, anything to add as we wrap up this very, very cool, important 100th episode of Deeper? We went over a lot. I don't think you can respond to all 100 of the questions. If there was something you felt really passionately about or we got something wrong or if I mean, you're a big Jurassic Park fan or something, Throw it in the comments, you know. Uh, we'd love to hear people's uh, takes, things they they agree and we'll with. And we'll do we'll do a deep end probably just because oh, yeah. yeah we need to and you know don't know what we'll cover yet. But yeah, if you've got something you disagree about, let us know. Yeah, so. the all deep right. end will be made up of all your comments. So there you go. Go. comment lots and we'll talk and we'll tell you who won the cage match. So if, yeah, if you exactly. want you that result, that. yeah, you got. So when I show up in a wheelchair, there's <laughs> 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 somebody kicked Joe in the back. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap right there, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks again for two years of listening, and we'll keep going. So Lord much. willing.